Hello, 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 and welcome once again to another episode of The Orbit. I'm your host, Azrael, along with my co-hosts, Mr. Exiles Rhythm and Mr. Rude Clouds. What's good? The return of Rude Clouds. Don't call it a comeback, but it's been like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So how's everybody oh, doing? Uh, I think I think Harry, we should probably jump over to you first because you've been the one that's been like you've had the most going on the last week and a half. Facts. It's true. The most going on in terms of doing something not normally what I'm doing, but right. as far as laying in bed, <laughs> it hasn't been very revolutionary. Um, I have been super sick, and as you can hopefully tell, I'm feeling much much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to PAX East. I caught the PAX box. It was as terrible as everyone tells you it is. Uh, and I was literally on my ass for four days, maybe five days straight, where I just couldn't talk. I couldn't move. It was a mess. Um, so as far as, you know, how exciting it is, you know, I've gotten very comfortable. I've, I've learned how, <laughs> how long I can be in bed before I start to lose my mind. Oh, man. So, yeah. Is that but the first time you've gotten the con flu? It, well, it's actually the only, only the second con I've ever gone to. So, Twitch yes is the, the answer to the question. TwitchCon being the first, and thankfully, oh man, that would have been a mess. See, thankfully, it, it was just PAX. Right. What happened to you happened to me when I came back from TwitchCon. I was sick for like a month after TwitchCon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was like I one thing rolled into that. another one. It was, it was, I was destroyed for like a month. It was. Yeah, uh, it's like super flu. It was. They bad. make like sci-fi original <laughs> movies about that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kept expecting to like wake up and like you know my my body would be shambling around. I wouldn't be in control of it, and I would just be like trapped in my own mind as I was like feasting on the living. But uh, with very bad production quality the entire yes. time. <laughs> so um, so what what else is uh, what else been going on with you? What where have you been, or what have you been up to while you've been absent in absentia? Oh, that's a good question. Um, also a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow any of this? <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Um, a lot of, funnily enough, a lot of catching up with people because when you run, when you're not able to like be sitting up straight, you only have so many options. Mm-hmm. And I'm naturally by trade not good at keeping up with people, so I did a very good job of laying down and and talking to friends who I hadn't talked to in a minute, which was nice. Um, outside of that, I watched a lot of anime. Um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I got to watch for the first nice. time and had a really good time watching like twenty episodes in a row. Um, a little bit of Naruto, and then um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to get into the pack side of things itself, or if that's still coming up as we kind of go about. But um, hey, it's it's it, that's your segment, man. If you want to, if you want to just naturally segue into it now, or if you want to put it on pause for five minutes, we can come back to it. Uh, we'll put on pause. We need them, you know, this is the tease. We need to make sure we bring it back. I got it, but there I will do, be... Go ahead. Yeah, some very cool people, though, so I'm excited to to talk about it. I can't wait to pick your brain about it. Not that I have a list of questions or anything ready for you. Yeah, well, how about you guys, though? It's been a minute. Hopefully you two held up well. Hopefully, hopefully chat, you guys took care of them while I was gone. Holding up is not exactly my specialty. You know <laughs> That's true. I have met you. <laughs> Well, we can say we can say I aptly did a stream with. Uh, it took me fifteen minutes to start complaining. So, record. <laughs> was this was this yesterday during the during the new meta or? It was actually before the new meta started. After the new meta started, it took me about ten more minutes. If we want to call it like two twenty-five full minutes, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, 25 minutes of no tilt. Like it was probably the greatest 25 minutes since April of last year. That's a that's like a 40% improvement, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only because the stream was 40% longer. <laughs> um yeah, so well, I, I, uh, Rude, you haven't you haven't really had a chance to play, right? Because you, between being sick and traveling and everything, and uh, so you haven't really played yeah. much. So I, um, I'll ask this question to X just briefly, because um, one of the things we like to talk about at the start of the show is um, how is your how's your Hearthstone week been going? And I guess we'll just say how's the last day and a half of the new meta been going, um, without getting into too much detail because we will talk about it more. But you know, what you playing? Where you at rank wise? And uh, what are you looking to do in this week? So. I played I played a whole a whole host of decks. I played a beast mage a beast tempo mage deck, which well, it's like between tempo and mirror range. So mm-hmm. without that identity, it ended up falling apart. I need to try and build the mid range side of that up more before it becomes a competent deck or a competent a complete deck. Right. And then I played Mechathune Hunter, which I think you were there when I started playing it. So much fun. Would be great if Control Priest was as dominant <laughs> as it was going to be, but. <laughs> It's not there yet. Yep. Future-proofing itself. Right. But most markedly, I I was sad I had to say au revoir to Gen and thusly my baby Evenlock. Mm. However, however, flip that around. What's e- what's Evenlock only un uh, what's nerfed Evenlock? Nerfed Evenlock is Handlock, and I've been able to just run that to a lot of success. After I tanked my rank to five zero with Mechathune, you know, rank five with zero stars with Mechathune Hunter, I was convinced it would work. Um, <laughs> it didn't. I uh, can say you yeah, tried. I went like eight and eight and two with the handlock deck, so nice. sitting back at a solid rank four. Uh, yeah, and I'm super excited to hear more about that here in a little bit because. Uh... Uh, OG handlock deck is my favorite deck of all time. So I cannot wait was, to hear all about it. And we, we go into a little more detail about that coming up. How was, how was your week guys? It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I avoided the, the latter since they released that one card, Archmage Vargoth, <laughs> not because I particularly cared just because I heard, uh, not because I was like, Oh, they released this card and things are gonna get broken, but I just knew what it was going to be. And what's my like biggest gripe been about the latter, uh, experience other than the, um, 100% proven absolutely must be a thing. Algorithm conspiracy. Other than that, what is my, my biggest complaint? It's this, it's like, just like the regurgitated solitaire. It's yeah, it's exactly. And, 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 and it's just this regurgitation of the same mechanic over and over. And this, and this, I, I, I was here and was like, Nope, it's that to the extreme. It's a priest priest and all this other stuff is just like smoking you with these uninteractable mechanics. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait. Cause, cause I knew all the things that were making that possible were leaving. So I was like, I'll just wait. And then I'll, so I, I avoided it until, until the new meta dropped. And then I opened 276 packs. Um, oh, wow. yeah. Um, and you uh, always open so many. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I opened up a bunch of packs. So that was, that was fun. And then, uh, I've been playing most, I've been focusing mostly on Hunter. I got like 30 decks. Like I, I built, you know, like on websites or whatever prior that I want to try. I've gotten through three of them because I'm having so much fun <laughs> just tweaking and tacking them, um, right now. So I'm, I've been having a blast. I'm sitting, um, I got up to rank four five stars um and i've been i don't think i've fallen out of five yet but i've been going up and down up and down i've been tweaking and running into different things and um but i'm just i think i'm ranked four two stars right now and i'm 
perfectly fine with that because I'm having a blast. I wouldn't care if I, I fell to five. The meta feels so fresh right now. I'm, it's uh-huh. like it's it's awesome, which we'll get into more of later. But yeah, so I've been having a great experience um, playing uh, playing those decks so far. So um, yeah, nice. um, is is there anything um, going on in, in or around the uh, EO or the team in the next? You know, a little bit coming up that people want to hear about maybe before we, we go on uh, with the rest of the show. Hmm. We do have, oh, one thing I will mention is we do have the, um, all of the, uh, the archived episodes are starting to get put on to, to, to YouTube now. So if you missed any of the episodes, um, they're at the uh, Eternal Orbit YouTube page. Eventually we'll have it set up on our website as well. Um, but this is something we wanted to do in the interim, so people could catch those old episodes. And I went over and looked, and actually, people, a couple people watched them now. So I'm getting, huh. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that people are, are getting over there and seeing that. Um, yep. I was so excited when the archived episodes got onto YouTube. Like you, you posted it in our team Discord, and I immediately like. You know, I get, I get, I get the notification push my phone, and I kind of schoolgirled out, and I was like, Kelsey, they got on YouTube. Kelsey, I was talking to my wife. I got to, I got to see her last week. Um, for the first time since you graduated basic training. And I was like, you got to log in right now and like all these videos. And watch them. They're so good. I was super excited for it. You're here as a metric machine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but moving forward, I'm, I'm really excited to get them hosted on iTunes and Spotify, like coming soon. TM. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a goal to get those, to get the actual podcast out, not just the VODs out. Um, we have the podcast files ready to go. We just got to we just got to find a uh, hosting service that we're we're comfortable with, and then we'll we'll have them a link to them up on our website very very soon. Because um, I know yeah. there's a lot of demand for that, so we are still working on it. We haven't forgotten. Yeah, we finally get to have our first official team meeting in what feels like forever this upcoming weekend. So yeah. I'm excited for all the details that get to be patched out there because it's a lot easier to coordinate things when you're all able to talk at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Or you know when more than half of you are able to get out of bed. Well, and yeah, that's true. Let's just say there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple factors. Yeah. Um, another thing, though, again, I I believe this was mentioned last week and probably the week before because that's when we launched. But we do have our Eternal Orbit Patreon um, that we're super excited about. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, already has seen support, which is. Not to sound like a negative Nancy, but like I wasn't expecting much. And so to see like um, people come forward and, 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 you know, go that route to, to show some extra levels of support is absolutely incredible. Um, if you're interested at all in looking into it, at least, um, we've got a link straight to it on our website. Um, you can go there. There are Patreon exclusive rewards for people who sign up. So um, feel free to look through there. And, and if you have any questions, let any of us know. But um, just another way, if, if you have any interest in, in, you know, providing just another kind of support, it's just very cool to have it live and to have people who, um, already are there, you know? So mm-hmm. we're all super thankful for that. 100% agree with what he said. Um, yeah. so yeah, um, let's, uh, let's kind of go over what we're going to do, do in today's show. How about that guys? Um, we got actually quite a bit planned today. Um, Obviously, the year of the dragon dropped, and uh, we got uh, a lot to unpack with that. And now we've been doing a lot of theory craft, and we spent a lot of time talking about it over the last couple of weeks. But now we have actually in it, and we get to see, you know, hey, did did our our dreams come true? Are there like lingering nightmares? Is Vargoth still dominating the world? You know, we get to, we get to talk about about that a little bit, and it's it's uh, the, uh, the the actual in 
uh, affect um, results of, of what of what the uh, of what the oh my god I can't talk of what the uh, rotation actually looks like. Mm-hmm. I hear ladder. I hear the wild ladder. By the way, is like unreal. Uh, right I heard it's like. I was. Could you imagine? <laughs> I was oh, like, in for real. Yeah, I was in. I was in uh, Jet underscore twenty fourteen. Uh, is a, he's another streamer. I was in his his stream today, and there was a couple in there talking about it, and and he plays a lot of wild, and he's like, yeah, I'm avoiding wild for like the next couple of years. Apparently, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy over there, um, but. You know, we get to, we're, we're going to focus mostly on the standard ladder today, so we get to kind of unpack what that looks like. Um, and as part of that, you know, like lackeys are a big are a big part of the new expansion, um, and so we're gonna have a little fun, and we're gonna sit down, we're we're gonna have a, take a couple minutes, and we're gonna talk about what lackeys we think the rest of uh, each other would be. So uh, so we have a little fun with that. And you guys can tell us what you think if you agree, which if you dis- disagree. Um, then we're going to look back on uh, last rotation, uh, Rastakhan's Rumble. We made some uh, predictions of what we thought would be the best and worst five cards in the new expansion. Well, we're going to take a walk down memory lane, go back and kind of look at what we what we thought were going to be those things and see how we feel about our, our predictions. Um, and you know what goes well with that, guys? Hmm. Doing a similar thing with the new expansion. We're gonna sit down. <laughs> we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, cards that we think are gonna be the best, the worst, and maybe just the most interesting of this new expansion. So we can, wanna, go ahead. Just so we can point out in three months how wrong I am again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that, that there, there may be an example of that coming up here soon. But yeah. um, one of the things I would <laughs> say about this set in general, guys, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but like a lot of the cards are just interesting. Like they're interesting, mm-hmm. like maybe not like super powerful or super weak, but they're very intriguing. So we added a category for, for interesting cards. Maybe they, we don't know if they're good, if they're bad, but they definitely open up some possibilities and some, some things to think about. Um, and then, yeah. And then I think we're towards the end of the show. We're going to talk about some of the things in the new meta that were that some of the decks in the new meta that we're, uh, we're excited to play or have been playing. Um, or that we're, uh, we think are going to be good for the next week or so as the meta continues to flush itself out. And then, of course, there's one other thing that we like to do every week. Um, Eric, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm going to say that I'm having What do I like? Major Twain oh, Ole Pay. That's not going to... Oh, yeah. There we go. That is something <laughs> that we like to do every... <laughs> <laughs> All it took was some extra emphasis in certain parts. Um, every week we ask a question on Twitter about um, something that seems relevant to the state of Hearthstone or in the future, who knows, it could be anything. Um, but uh, we have a Twitter poll that we do every single week. And this week um, our poll is already live. Um, it's gauging the people's perspective as far as what they think right now about the state of Hearthstone the release has happened. It's been about 24 hours. Are people excited about it? Is there energy that's positive going towards it? Or is there negative energy and people aren't so sure? So the poll is live right now. We will talk about it a little bit later. But if you want to vote in it, I will link that in chat right now for you. So you can get in your thought and then let us know kind of what you like and what you don't like necessarily about the direction of Hearthstone right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if we find any interesting comments in there, we will uh, we'll pull a couple of those out uh, when we discuss the uh, discuss the poll. So Put with a that, dancing pumpkin man in there. So I'll see if you can top that. 
I know. I love your gifts, man. You're a gift guru. Uh, with that, I think we should just hop right into it, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, All right. So the Rise of Shadows dropped, obviously. Um, we all know what's rotating out. We all have seen the cards that are coming in. We talked about all of them last week in a very concise way on last week's episode. Um, X, what what are your overall impressions of the uh, of the new of the new meta so far? Is it is it what you thought it was going to be? Uh, what are some things that are standing out to you? Just you know, give us give us the rundown from 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 your expert perspective. Perspective. So. I can tell you. I can tell you this. I don't know how many priests are on the ladder because I quit after this happened, Azrael, and I curse mm. you. I curse you for this to being a thing. Oh God! <laughs> after I got coin mass resurrection into mass resurrection for <laughs> for divine inner mass <laughs> on the following turn, I quit playing Hearthstone for the day. <laughs> so I know that's going on somewhere. There's also bomb warrior being littered around the ladder, which is fine. Mm. It's an okay. It's an okay, it's okay deck because it allows you to control the tempo through rush cards. Choose which traits to be made. Essentially, just doing chip damage with the minions and waiting till a bomb hits the enemy for the burst lethal that uh, warriors so often miss. This is a deck that's going to disappear or, well, it's going to need some refinement because it has no staying power against decks like, uh, against upcoming decks like Handlock or Value Hunter or any of these decks that can actually make the transition from the mid to the late game. And so that's what we're seeing now in the early meta is we're seeing the much more aggressive decks such as the Murloc Shaman, the really bad mid-range decks like Bomb Hunter, and the Value decks are going to slowly but surely be put together because we need to figure out um, as a community which value cards are going to be good enough to uh, going to be good enough to take hold of the game once mm -hmm. we get to that late stage now that the Death Knights have rotated. Um, so that's what I've been seeing on the ladder as far as general concept laddery stuff goes. Right. Yeah, I am um, generally the same um, perspective as far as what I'm seeing on the ladder. We were talking in the during our, our pre-show meeting um, and, and I had mentioned that uh, I've played about a hundred and it's hard to tell because it's over multiple over multiple decks. But I played somewhere in the neighborhood of 125, 150 games over the last wow. um, over the last you know 36 hours. Um, and of that, I literally a third has been warrior and a third has been rogue. Um, and then there's like a loose smattering of other stuff. And then it's and when you think about it, there's nine classes. That means that 33 percent is divided up among six other classes it's not much you see like one in you know six games or one in seven games is something other than a rogue or a hunter or excuse me yeah a rogue or a warrior um that that's pretty um but we kind of expected it with rogue at least i did i think one of the consensus consensus that x and i came up to came to when we were discussing cards during our card review stream um during uh this show's card review stream last week um was that rogue was probably going to end up being it might take a couple weeks for it to sort it out but that rogue was probably going to be the dominant um, our uh, class and because there's like it, what three or four viable archetypes that, that you can see yeah um but the, the 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 tempo one that relies on lackeys right now is actually like kicking butt in the ladder right now uh, i've seen a lot well, of that and the people on twitter agreed with you guys i remember last week rogue actually won it was a super literally three classes got 24 percent of the vote and one class got 28 percent of the vote and rogue was the one that got the 28 percent. so yeah. it's yeah. interesting to see you know 
that pack mentality. Once once people realize that there's something good going for a certain class, especially at the start of rotation when mm-hmm. people don't necessarily um, know what's what the end game is going to be, you're kind of going with the crowd. It's just interesting to see that, especially line up for Rogue and Warrior so much. Yeah, it is nice to see a different version of Warrior, but you know. Yeah, that could- but it's you know it's funny to see the, the same ratio of warriors you saw in the old meta. It's just a different deck. Um, yeah. The only thing I'll say about bomb warrior is I agree 100 percent with 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 X's analysis that it's an okay deck. It, it's got strengths, it's got weaknesses. A refined version of it will probably stick around, but I don't think a refined version is going to be as kind of like gimmicky as the current one is. You know, it's like it's funny you see the you see a new meta come out and, and people see oh we can put bombs and decks and we can multiply that and we can do this thing. People go too all in and like X was talking about they they go too all in with with just trying to get as many bombs out. They just look like type in bombs and they click on every card that has bomb on it and they forget to put the other cards in like the sustain and the value and the things that allow them to to win games that they can't win on like turn, you know, whatever, seven. Um, but though I do have one problem about the bomb mechanic and in and X, we might have talked about this during the card review stream. I don't remember. So I just want to reiterate really quickly. To me, it's another one of those mechanics that, that I dislike. The deck is fine because it's like it's easy to beat if you if you know what you're doing. Um, I don't feel it's more oppressive than an o, a true OTK deck, but it's I dislike seeing another mechanic where it, it it incentivizes people to play another uninteractive mechanic, right? Like you as the warrior, you put cards in somebody's deck that they have no way to remove, they have no way of stopping you, and they have no way to counter. And then you could literally have thirty life and be completely ahead in the game and you could just get unlucky and draw all six bombs in a row and completely randomly lose the game like that and it negates all skill all forethought all deck design everything and it just completely makes it about getting as many bombs in there as possible and hoping you get lucky it's literally a coin flip deck and that feels kind of bad um, but i think the the end result will be a more refined deck that runs like four four bombs just enough to like give you that extra burst that x was talking about but still plays more like a control or a rush warrior that doesn't go so all in so like what i've noticed i've seen this multiple times where i've, I've gone up against a bomb warrior and i've just murked their elic so they can't get all those extra copies and they just quit the game because they know that they're going to yep. lose you know and uh, anyway uh that's my thoughts on that that really like the experience with warrior kind of sums up the meta for me because it's like i said that in, in rogue is like 70 percent of what i'm seeing <laughs> so um is it in your opinion, either of you, has it shown, is it short up to be the way that you thought it would be or, or is it feel different? Cause I know a lot of times that we gear up for an expansion. We're like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. And then it just doesn't. I know that happened with like Boomsday and it happened with Rastakhan. We always like, Oh, it's going to be something new. And it was just more of the same. Um, or do you feel that that's different in this experience? X. So it's a lot different than I expected. Mm-hmm. I expected Control Priest just to dominate on day one because people were going to be running a lot of Beast Hunter because Beast Hunter is just always going to be a deck. From now until the end of Hearthstone, Beast Hunter is going to be a deck and we need to deal with it because it is the standard for a big aggro deck. And to counter that, I was expecting uh, Control Priest as it had already been running the ladder with Vargoth and all the other cancer that it was doing last week. Um but then none of that happened, and my Mechathune Hunter just died. And that's mostly what I'm upset about. Mm. Didn't work. <laughs> but there'll but be a no, time no, to no, revisit like, really, that, though. 
I know there will be one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but real talk, I think the I think the meta is looking or the shakeup is looking just normal, just as typical with any uh, with any card game with any major expansion. Like we're seeing the rise of the deck that beats aggro and aggro. Now, as the aggro decks finish up, the control decks are going to be able to come through and prevent that, and we're going to settle into a meta probably near the end of this month. I th- yeah. I like what we're seeing, not what I expected, but. <laughs> Do you have a prediction on what control decks are going to be dominant? I know I got a sleeper control deck. I think that's going to be, it's, I think that's going to be more prevalent than people might expect. And I, I know you and I talked about about uh, control rogue, but I've actually, I think there's going to be a different one that kind of comes as a surprise to some people. Control yeah, shaman. Ooh, mm. like with Zentimo and. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe in one of the, the upcoming episodes when I have some time to actually sit down and think and think about it and do a little homework, uh, maybe for one of our future deck discussions, I'll I'll bring one of those because I'm I'm real curious and real intrigued by its potential. I think it can be a gross control deck. Like on the likes of some of the priest decks that we're so used to getting beat up by. But I'll just look, throw that as a teaser out because that's not the deck I'm talking about today, but that's just something I think will happen. But you'd mentioned control decks. So that was my thought on that. Um, did you have any more that you wanted to, or any example that you wanted yeah. to throw out there? Well, I was going to say bold prediction control rogue, but now you got me all excited for <laughs> shaman. I want to just like call frog shaman, you know, put rain of toads, put yeah. hex in it and like put it in the hands of the box wine. So he can, you know, he's the frog master. Yes, over he there. is. Yes, he is. Oh yeah. I mean, someone needs to kiss him so he turns into a prince. <laughs> He's already a prince. You know, That's why he looks it. that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Box. <laughs> he can't hear you. He's streaming yeah. right now anyway. Right. <laughs> um, I was actually going to mention as well because I've, I've now seen a few variations. I haven't sadly gotten to play um, in the new expansion yet. I've gotten to watch a couple of streams, but... Um, just with the timing and everything, catching up with work, being sick, everything just didn't line up well for me to jump in the way I wanted to. Um, but a deck that I've been seeing pop up a few separate times, um, and of note because people have been getting a high legend with it, has been a Freeze Mage. And I know Triss was actually in here earlier as well mentioning that, um, yeah, Freeze Mage has been my baby. It's mm-hmm. been super interesting. It, it's like an archetype that I've ne- I've never really played, although like I'm familiar with the playstyle. Um, but it's interesting to see something like that uh gain a little bit of at least like widespread play mm-hmm. uh yeah i i again i can when we get deeper into deck lists and things like that i can go deeper into that cool. um but that's been my my one little from what you guys haven't touched already my one little fun thing to keep uh keep in mind nice nice yeah. um i haven't seen that i can think of a lot of previous archetypes with one exception because i've been playing it myself a little bit and that's beast hunter um uh, i came up with a beast hunter uh deck list that um i really liked and and i've had some success with um but other than that uh and i've seen i've seen a few people like attempt like secret hunter um like mid-range secret hunter but i haven't seen a lot other than those i have not seen i don't think i've seen anything that resembles um decks from i know x talked about uh, a, a topsy turvy kind of deck, but I haven't seen any decks that resemble anything like we were seeing before. Is that your guys' general uh, opinion, or um, am I just, you know, it was my corner of the meta a little different than yours? I feel, 
I feel very mixed on it, like on whether the decks are different or not, because mm -hmm. at, at a certain point, at a certain point during the last year, I think we've seen every single possible attempt to make some sort of fresh deck right. that you, there's no final frontier. It's like once you, I'm not going to make that metaphor. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I actually can't even answer your question. Fair. Uh, That's fair. Honestly. It's really early. I was just looking for like a like like an off the cuff one ray of sunshine. <laughs> yeah, feeling of is it is it fresh or is it more of the same but with a slightly different way of doing it? Like you know, because like Odrog, everyone's like, oh, I, like for example, Odrog leaves. Well, what is Odrog really? But just a very niche way of making like a tempo rogue, right? I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's all it really is. It's a new, a new form. And I think that's what you're talking about. It's just a new form of something that's exactly. been done before. Um, you know, just like Stephen King once said, you know, uh, every story ever told is, is it falls into one of 12 categories and that's people have only ever told 12 stories ever. And they just put a different, you know, like name on it and slightly different, you know, elements to it, but it's basically the same story. Right. Um, well, the same exactly. thing, same thing is true here, but, um, but that said, though, does it feel different? Because I don't. I, I think that most Hearthstone players don't even care if it's the exact same game as it is now, as it was a year ago, as it was two years ago. As long as it feels fresh and new, does it feel fresh and new, or does it feel like we're running the same stuff? It actually does. You know why? Because when I queue up, I don't rage quit when I see the class because I don't know exactly what deck they're playing. That's that's a huge difference yeah. for me. I find. If I'm playing mage, I queue into a warrior. There's no reason to concede before I see the mulligan. <laughs> In the future, who knows? You may be setting yourself up for just temporary satisfaction, but that is the nice thing. As it's been mentioned a couple of times, we've got at least a couple more weeks until things yeah. really start to harden as mm -hmm. far as what you're going to be expecting to see for the next couple months until the next expansion. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I, I, I think it feels nice. And honestly, just the perspective, again, it could just be this fact that there's a whole new fresh coat of paint on Hearthstone. Um, and people have not liked the coat of paint on Hearthstone for <laughs> that was on there for a long time before that. But you can just kind of, I don't know, from the presence that I've seen on Twitter in general, people have been overwhelmingly positive about the expansion mm -hmm. and overwhelmingly happy about the change of pace, lower power levels. Yes. Um, and it's tough to know if that's sustainable because obviously we're in the honeymoon phase, but right. I think just the fact that the power levels are gone are going to naturally lend themselves to, um, or that they're lowered, I should say, uh, is going to naturally lend itself to people having a better time with the game because you won't be seeing this dynamic where you feel like you have to concede at the start of games as often because you're all of a sudden you're going, it's this hilariously unfavorable deck or this deck that is just not going to be fun to play against. Mm -hmm. I don't know. One thing I have heard is, um, who is it? There was a specialist, uh, there's a specialist event going on, whatever the, the, that happens every single day, but there was a tournament going on that was, uh, 17 hours long. Um, what? because of, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't get to actually take a look at what was it being played, why the times were that way. Um, but a couple of people had mentioned it was because of that new card that, um, it's essentially like the fatigue killer, like whatever the, that creates a copy, uh, of two separate discovered cards and puts like, you know, shoves them in your deck and you never go to fatigue. Yep. Um, apparently that's wreaking havoc. So, yep. uh, that card's going to so, get discussed later. Exactly. So we're, there's, sure. there's things that blend themselves to being aware of like, Hey, you know, not everything's sunshine and roses, but I think a lot of major pain points got addressed. Yeah. And so hopefully that continues. Yeah, for me, um, in my personal experience, it does feel fresh, even though like I recognize 
the 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 if you you know if you strip the paint job and, and the cosmetics off uh, off of the car, uh, at the end of the day, it's you know it's got basically the same engine driving most of the decks. Like you know, Warrior is always going to lend itself to you know controller kind of decks just because the nature of its hero power works that way, right? Um, you know, uh, but it's still it's still a different version of Warrior. You know, it's still it's and it feels different, and it's nice knowing that hey, I even though I'm queuing into 33 or 35 percent of my games are against Warrior, I know at least it's not going to take me an hour and 15 minutes to get through three games. You know, yeah. that's a that that in and of itself is an uplifting experience. Um, not to mention the fact that the deck that I've, decks I've been playing are pretty good against Warrior. That feels pretty good too. But um, yeah, so that's my that my thought is that is that yes, it does feel new and fresh even if it is similar um but it's nice just not having going into a game like x had said and just knowing that oh this is gonna be the same experience that i've felt a hundred times this month you know whether it's row mm-hmm. whether it's warrior you know boring me to death or whether it's priest you know broken mechanicing me to death whatever it is it, it just feels so much different than that and and that to me is just fantastic As somebody that plays 200 no. hours a month the matchups were so insanely polarized as yeah. at like at the end of last meta that I auto conceded games in top 100 legend because it wasn't even worth playing mm-hmm. like just straight up. Auto. And I didn't feel bad about it. That's right the worst now. part. I didn't feel bad about it. Cause you knew you were kind of making the right decision. Like yeah. 75 self-preservation. Yeah. <laughs> self-preservation. Root clouds knows. Like I only played that that, if I if I play against a control deck, I might as well, you know, right. give me mid range alt anyway. We right. can move on. <laughs> um, yeah, and with that, like 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 we talked about in the opening, um, you know, lackeys are an important element in 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 the meta, and they've proven to be strong. They oh, I, I absolutely. Think they've proven yeah. to be strong. Like I was tinkering around with them in decks that they don't belong in, just because just because they they give such a big benefit. Um, so. So I think the lack of mechanic overall, I think I'm, I'm I was a little like eh, like I get they oh they they're they're more power you know they're more powerful than the average one drop but they actually are impactful on the game, um, no matter where you play them and the synergies with them especially like in, in decks like Rogue are pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I got I got from the uh, from the faceless lackey during the summons of two I got Cadgar out of that <laughs> another Cadgar. That's gross, <laughs> dude. It was disgusting. Yeah, was I disgusting. bet. Did your opponent just leave, or did you actually play out the game? No, I actually lost that game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I was playing Mecha Thune Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's some people that have been said, saying, I haven't tested it yet, but there are people that are saying Mecha Thune Hunter is at least fun, if not viable. But viable doesn't necessarily it's not, mean it's going to yeah. be competitive. Exactly. So, um, but, but speaking of lackeys, um, we did mention that we were going to kind of like bounce – Bounce, bounce around the group here and, and kind of get each other's opinions. If if I were a lackey, who would I be and why? Uh, and we're going to do that for everybody. Um, just just to, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit and have a little fun. Uh, does, do we have a volunteer to go first? Are we starting off by saying you or ourselves? Um, or both? However you want to do it. However, if you, want, if you want to start, however you start us off, we'll follow... Your lead rude. Wow, hello. What a mm-hmm. welcome back. Um, okay, well, again, I'm going to show my ignorance because this happens literally every time I say this word, and I just wish I could not have it happen, but it does. So um, is it ethereal or yes. is it ethereal? Okay, it's ethereal. Okay. Yes. 
I'm always in my head and then I overthink it and I must say it the other way. Um, I think the ethereal lackey would be you, honestly, Azrael. Oh, really? I feel like, yeah, I feel like you've got that presence. If you were to go on the board, you'd be like, well, one, it's discover. So like, that's enough. That's oh, I can yeah. end the sentence, yeah. honestly. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, but two, I, th I could see you going into battle and being like, now let me, let me take a minute. Let me think about my options here. Let me just hold on for a turn. If you could, before you hit me in the face uh, and let me pick, let me pick this arcane shot. Uh, Cause you're playing. <laughs> um, so like, I think that would naturally fit with you. The purple hands, maybe not so much, but they're all evil. So, like, I think it's the, the most holy you can be when you're evil. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and then I think uh, the inverse of that, Kobold Lackey would be Exiles, because I can see Exiles going out there, and instead of being that, hey, wait, let me wait a second. They're like, no, no, no waiting. I'm going to throw this at my own face if you don't shut up. I'm going to hit someone for two damage, and you're going to like it. Someone is um, taking damage. <laughs> yeah. Also, we all know Exiles holds their candles very near and dear to them. Um, <laughs> That's and they've got a, not wrong. <laughs> a distinct tunnel smell. So. Also uh, not wrong. Have you been talking to Kelsey? I Listen, I don't have done some recon, okay? I may have bought a wig. It doesn't matter. What matters is <laughs> I gave the perfect answers and it's not my turn anymore. Oh, and then what would I be? I think I would like, to, I would be the witchy lackey. I think purely because I've got like a, I'd like to think my idea would be, hey, here's a kid who's like not going to make the show about them. Like I'm out there to make someone else better. I'm going to try to help them reach their potential. And so I'll just be in the corner being the one, one, you know, being a, a dying witch. And like, you go, you go be a little bigger than take, you are. Take my energy. Oh my God. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Go be all you can be. Here you go. Ooh. And so, yeah, I've got uh, 2,000 followers, witchy likey cosplay. <laughs> um, some, you know, I would say, I would say clip it, but the whole show is being recorded and we will we'll hold you to that. Um, X, it's we, being recorded. Right. X, do you want to go next? Or do you want me to go? Sure. I got this. Right. So Root Clouds kind of stole my thunder and every single point I had for Azrael being the theory lackey but that's just because i guess root cause must be the smartest man that ever existed if he agreed with me but yeah absolutely Azrael's gonna run Azrael's gonna run to battle be like guys guys i'm here i'm here i'm here but wait let's think carefully about what we're gonna do next but we're here it's like swords in your face yeah you just wait 33 more seconds and i'm Use this thing. Oh, is, that, is, that, is that sort of tungsten, or is it some sort of <laughs> some sort of alloy of of steel and uh, mm. osmium? Mm. Is that Whatever, crushing design? walls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> crushing walls, right? <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I don't think there could be any other answer for rude clouds except mm. for goblin lackey, because oh. what's the main focus point of goblin lackey? The hair. Ooh. It, oh, Ooh. that's a much better point oh, than whatever I was talking about. Dang. <laughs> need, I, need I say more? It doesn't matter Nailed what the lackey does. The Nailed art. Nailed it. That's perfect. As I love feel. holding a wrench, too. Damn. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, I heard that about Is that you. what you were doing in the, yeah, the last couple weeks? Just cuddling your wrench? I mean, I'm like, we'll get through this together. <laughs> I like it. Just hold on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that WD-40 for you. Oh Take God. real good care of you. Oh, now it got weird. So, you know. <laughs> Azrael, go. Oh, um, uh, right. Um, interestingly enough, um, 
Rude? I also pegged you as a witchy lackey. And my note in here, which which I did I did handwritten note right here, right there. My handwritten note on there is because he focuses on upgrading everyone around him. Oh. Yeah. There we go. We're getting sappy, guys, but it's true. It's true. You're just one of those guys that that just tries to make everyone around you feel better and be better, and just. One of the it's one of your most endearing qualities, um, and, and I see everyone as like a tool of protection. Honestly, so when they're right. taking care of, I'm taking care. <laughs> right? Yes, because because you upgrade the the one one next to you to a two three, and therefore it's a it's a bigger target. And you can it's two Cadgars, all right. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> um, and then for X, uh, clearly you're the cobalt lackey because um, mm-hmm. must go face, must go face, must go face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's 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 the power card, right? Like like all of them do cool stuff, but it's the one that's like must go face. It's the most go face of all of them, and that's like that's pretty much your your philosophy when it comes to Tarstone. Like, is it gonna go face? No. no. Does it help me go face? No. Then I'm not using it. <laughs> if there was no face, it would. There would be no me. Right. Um, and then, and then, and then, for myself, um, I also agreed that I was the uh, ethereal, um, uh, ethereal lackey, but um, for slightly different reasons. No, I'm just kidding. It, it's 100 percent because of the discovery <laughs> mechanic, and I think way too hard about shit. <laughs> and you guys know me so well, and yeah, not that I expected you not to. So, but yeah. So if you guys agree, disagree, whatever, throw your opinions in chat. Otherwise, I think we're good to move on. Yeah, I like that. I think I love a good I like lackey. That. that was a lot of fun. I I really kn- I think I really understand the two of you a lot better. <laughs> it's yeah, like we went on a retreat together. I know. You know, we're not the same anymore. <laughs> that was yeah. basically the newlywed game all in one mm. question. Oh my goodness. I like it. Yeah, it's a throwback to our first team event back in October or November. It's nice. almost like it was planned. I know, it's weird. But it is fun to like. It is fun to have a little fun with the cards and to and to think about things not just in in game terms, but just you know have a little fun and enjoy the the flavor of the cards, not just the function mm. of the cards. Um. So what do we got next? Uh, what do we have next? I think um that we would can get into a little bit about the cards. You know, so. we just talked about some, but I think it'd be a good time to really. Um, dig into the past to get to the future. <laughs> All right, Doc Brown. Very Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just taking my time here and making sure that we fill up the hour and a half. Okay, everybody. Right. Um. But no, no. If anyone remembers from um, Rastakhan's Rumble, what we actually did was we took um four separate members. Um took their five cards that they thought were going to be the best cards and their five cards that they thought were going to be the worst cards from the set um, and gave little reasons why. And so we thought it would be fun because of the uh, release of um, Rise of Shadows to go back and look at our previous predictions uh, and talk about um, everything that... Actually, wait, am I jumping ahead one too high? Nope. Nope. Okay, no. Okay. Nope. Because we're going to do something similar, as was mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. for the current set. Correct. Um. But yeah, jump in on our previous thoughts and and how things panned out. Yeah, yeah, because it's fun to look back and 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 just to, to see how we can have like we can sit down, we can look at the cards all day long, 
and we can sit there and think, oh, well, this card's going to go into this deck, and it's going to be super powerful, it's going to the meta. But then how the meta often flushes itself out is sometimes a little different. So it's kind of go, mm-hmm. it's kind of go back, fun to go back and look and, and, and take a, like a, a litmus test of, of how, how well we actually did or didn't do. And uh, I think it'll be a fun way to, to just kind of explore the idea of how we look at cards. And then we're you know going to do it for the new set. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, do you want to kick us off? I'd love to. Um, I remember going through all of these and how much fun it was because one, like, it's all this article is written down on our website so anyone who wants to follow along while we talk um please feel free to check it out um but it's exciting because i don't know it's just it was the first time i'd ever done something like this as a team of people um and so getting all of our ideas together getting everyone's thoughts and like people whose opinions i really respect hearing their thought process uh processes for like why they either liked or didn't like the prospects of a card was very cool to me Mm -hmm. um so yeah, just to kick things off, my list is going to start off seeming like a lot of lists, and then it goes towards my wish list. Um, <laughs> the f- number one card that I said, uh, you know, this would be the best card in the set was Undasta. Um, as was seen, Undasta is not the best card from the set. Um, <laughs> I would say it's not in the top five, even within a rock's fro- throw of the top five. Right. But it did see a little bit of play and a little bit of experimentation. Um, the main decks that you would see it in would be some of that Recruit Warrior. And then Hunter, not Hunter, uh, Warrior was bringing in as well. We saw a lot of people who were tossing out, like, which would Grizzlies through playing Undasta and things like that. Um, a lot is relative to help preserve some sense of card prediction that I have. But mm-hmm. uh, it did see a little bit of play. So uh, Undasta, number one, uh, it was a pretty common pick for a lot of people just because the card itself seemed like it would naturally do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Mass Hysteria, number two. And I think this is actually, if it's not number two, I don't know. I I would maybe put Mass Hysteria... I guess Hunter was a thing last season, so yeah. never mind. Right. But I, I feel comfortable putting this in the top three, I think, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Mass Hysteria, five mana priest card, everything on the board attacks itself. It's great. It's a board clear for five that priests did not have before, and um, it's it it was just, it was there. It was in every priest deck that could run it, pretty much. Um, next up, number three, Hexlord Malacras. So the reason that you don't know this name entirely well is because it was not played very often. I think I listened to a Regis Kilbin video where they said this was the lowest played legendary from this set. It had the lowest pick rate of any single card. So needless to say, it was not in the top five. <laughs> but I'd argue it was not. And here's the terrible thing. That means like Hyreek the Bat was picked more than Hexlord Malacras. Oh, Jesus. Right? Isn't that awful? It's terrible. It's a miss. I don't want to talk about it. I thought Control Mage could see this because they'd like the value of having these cards at the beginning of the game. It didn't work. End of sentence. Anyways, it's an 8-mana card. 5-5 five, five stats. That probably should have said it all, but it adds a copy of everything in your opening hand. Or, whatever you started the game with in your opening hand, it adds copies of those back to your hand, pretty much. Um... Except for the Malacrass itself. So yeah, did not see play. Number four and number five follow the theme of discard lock, which did not take off. Um, no matter how hard I tried. Um, although Soul Warden was seeing some play with mm-hmm. um, with a couple different discard decks that you would see where people would run Soul Warden instead of cubes for certain type of like post-cube lock cubes mm-hmm. or post-cube lock warlocks and things like that. But Soul Warden was my number four. Add three random cards that you discarded this game back to your hands. Six mana, six, six. Did not see play. Uh, to the level of being a number four card, big miss. 
And then number five uh, <laughs> was High Priest Jacklick, which again, um, it's a four mana legendary from uh, Warlock. It's a three four stat line where whenever you discard this card, um, it adds two copies back to your hand. It has a taunt. It has a life steal. I thought, hey, those are great stats. Maybe there's some discard lock that could use it. Um, it never escaped what like tier four, tier right. five. Right. Uh, so yeah, this was another big miss, but well, it was fun to work. think about. I actually threw that in even lock for a while. That Jekyllic. Oh, I, the, yeah. It was really good against Hunter when they were doing that spellstone shenanigans, mm-hmm. right? So you're not completely wrong. Like it, it healed me for six and kept me in games against mid range Hunter. And you got like I had a lot of success with even lock because I I fancy myself somewhat of an expert with the deck, and it definitely it did work in there. So I wouldn't call you too far off, my dude. Mm. Well, thank you. I um. I feel good that I had the foresight to put Mass Hysteria on the on there. I was the only one on the list who did, yeah. but I was also the only one to put in Malakras, Soul Warden, and actually, actually, I think someone put in Jekyllick, but you know what? Next person. <laughs> I would definitely agree that, that um, not only was Mass Hysteria your biggest hit off that list, but it's definitely one I think of that particular set was probably solidly in the top five of cards. I don't know where in that list it would be, but it would solidly be in the top five of cards in the entire set, just for the impact it had on the meta. And uh, yeah, so you nailed it with that one for sure. Thanks, friends. Next, you want to go with your with your five best? Sure, my five best. <laughs> like now, before before I start on the names of the cards, I'm just I'm gonna pat myself on the back and say one to five. I didn't get the order exactly correct, but if you're looking at the article, you'll see all five cards were definitely in the top. Well, we're in the top. Now let's start. Let's start from the top. <laughs> Number one, Akanai Phantasm. Fantastic card. However, you know, you could just play good priest decks instead of Akanai Phantasm decks. <laughs> and then there was Pyromaniac, which would be, which, you know, that saw a lot of play. Almost every single bait check ran it. Um, but, you know, Baku's gone and that doesn't mean anything anymore. So, whatever. And the sa- in the same vein, we went with Janelai, which was great in the odd mage decks that don't exist. So we're down to we're down to my last two my last two, one of which was also played in odd mage for a while, which was Untamed Beastmaster. So hey, you know what? If Odd Mage was the only deck on ladder, I'm three for five right now. So cranking them. Dinger what? after dinger. You want to talk about a dinger? Blood <laughs> Claw. So I was messing around for a while on one of the budget servers with weapon odd weapon paladin that ran lights justice hench clan thug and a whole bunch of other stuff and i, w- I was having success with it i it wasn't the deck that i hit legend with um that season i i think i ended up hitting it with odd road but i had success with it between rank five rank five and one on eu uh and so i was like blood claws just gonna improve that i was like how could what could possibly go wrong? I don't care about taking five health. I cared about taking five health. I really cared about taking five damage. Uh, there was hunters everywhere, and it was just a whole. <laughs> Sounds well, like a whole thing. Do you think any of the cards on your list were um, at least you know like serviceable or close to the top of that list? Maybe maybe you won't argue that any of them were in the true top five of the entire set. But were there were there any that you feel like you 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 almost hit or were pretty close on? Yes, I actually think my top three are still fantastic. I yeah. look, I look at the, I look at the set. Akanai Phantasm. I, I will eat Eric's. I was gonna say pinecone, but that's rude. I will eat Eric's hat. 
Thank you. Jeez Louise. no play. Pyromaniac and Untamed Beastmasters were kind of like safe boy picks, though, because they're three mana, three fours with upside. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And I would argue that the uh, the Beastmaster is, is still um, still has some oh, potential. So yeah, it still has some potential moving forward. So um, for me, um, my... Uh, my number one overall pick for the best card in this set was uh, in no way, shape, or form at all skewed by the prevalence of OTK decks that needed a lot of mana or, or combo decks that needed a lot of mana. Nope. Um, I picked Mojo Master Zihi. Um, I love disruptive cards. I love cards that can um, allow you to prevent the things that happen. I've talked about a lot about uh, uninteractive mechanics. Mojo Masters E was really the only card we had that allowed us to 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 do anything to interact with uninteractable mechanics. Um, and it wasn't really interacting with the mechanic. It was interacting with the resource you needed to do the mechanic, which was mana. So um, I loved the concept of that card, and I thought it would be all over the meta because there were so many combo decks and, and OTK decks that were floating around. Um, so that was my number one overall pick. Um, next, my second pick was Revenge of the Wild. Um, I'm sorry, Mojo Master Zihi, which for those of you that don't know, is a six mana five five legendary. Set each player's mana crystals to five. Um, Revenge of the Wild was my second pick, and that was um, that's a two mana uh, uh, hunter spell, which allows you to resurrect any beast that died this turn. I looked at that card and I said, um, that's huge value, even in something like a super aggressive. Hunter can get value out of that, and we've seen it played in super aggressive hunter decks a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Is it? A top five card in the entire set? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to try to argue that it is. But do I think it was one of the most powerful and impactful ones? Yeah, because it made its way into so many mid range, aggressive, and even like value oriented hunter decks. Um, so yeah, I think at least for the hunter class, it, I don't think it was as impactful as Mass Hysteria was for uh, Priest. But I do think it was it was a a a, a, a nice one of and a very impactful card um, in the right deck. So I, I think it made a lot of um, I think it, you can make an argument that it was it was higher higher on the list, but probably not top five. Um, and then I didn't pick one for number three. Um, I forgot to enter one there, so we're just gonna. <laughs> I nope. Okay. Um, it's all more play than Malacrass. Okay, just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So um, Zentimo was my next pick, which um, <clears throat> was the uh, three mana one three. Look at that stat line. Uh, Shaman Legendary, which um, said whenever you target a minion with a spell, it also targets adjacent ones. I looked at this and I said, Shaman has a lot of shenanigan spells. Shaman has a lot of like, kind of like, well costed for doing a lot of things in one turn. Because you look at this card and you go, that's not going to live very long. But if you get the overload mechanic in there, like, oh man, they can do like three or four things in one turn. Um, and it can target your own minions for things like, you know, unstable evolution or whatever. So I was like, oh, there's all kinds of potential for this card. It's going to see play. It's going to make Shaman, because I had this in the back of my head, like, like Shaman's can somehow be a good class again, ever, without, you know, because it's either got Shutterwalk or it's shit, right? Um <laughs> Um, so I was like, oh, this is a class. Nope, nope. It saw niche play and, and like people were trying to find ways to abuse it, but it was no way, shape, or form deserved to be on this list. I, I, I have not looked at the stats on it, but it's probably like one of the 5% least played cards um, that isn't um, a complete dumpster fire card. Um, and yeah, so that one's, that, one's, that one's a big old miss on there. Uh, next, on my fourth one was 
probably as big of a miss as Zentima was, but I, I still stand by the fact that this card, um, I, one of the reasons why I looked at this card the way that I did was was because we were so close to the set rotation, or to the year rotation, um, and Kingsbane was going away, and um, and I looked at that, that uh, I'm sorry, the card is um, uh, the one mana, one three uh, rogue weapon, serrated tooth, and I looked at this as rogues getting good weapons, especially ones that have three durability on them, um, because of their ability to interact with their weapon, I was like, "This is something that can be good." Um, I was a little overeager on it. Uh, Rogue just didn't have the tools to 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 support that, and they didn't have a need to because they, it turns out there was a much better weapon that became prevalent um, after Kingsbane kind of disappeared, and that was the the uh, Spectral Cutlass, um, and we all know what that did. Um, but and certainly this weapon can't compete with that. So that's another uh, huge miss on that one for me. Um, and then my last card, I would argue, is probably my biggest hit on the list, which was oh, yeah. which was Master's Call, the three mana hunter spell um, that allows you to summon or to draw three beasts from your deck. I would argue that this is one of the most powerful hunter cards in the meta, and one of the most impactful cards in the meta. Uh, it sees play all over the place, and it is enabled enabled hunter to dominate the ladder for a uh, considerable chunk of time um other than you know odd warrior uh and uh I, w- I would say that of the five cards on here this is probably this is you know this is my mass uh mass hysteria like this is the one that i think would uh, would comfortably be on the top i would argue this would be comfortably in the top five list and i think that was a, that was a solid pick for me so that rounds out yeah. my top five yeah and I think I feel like you had the most hits, to be honest. Even um, with my two big misses. Yeah, even with the oh, two yeah. misses, because we're lo- looking at the other <clears throat> list: mm-hmm. Blumplunk's got Revenge of the Wild, Kragwa the Frog, Zoljin, Soul Warden, Mojo Master Zihi. So we can argue Zoljin solid play, Zihi yep. solid play. Um, nobody included Master's Call though, and I think that honestly puts you at the top. <laughs> Just yeah. the fact of how right that was. How Zihi did see a lot of popular mm. play. Revenge of the Wild did see play. Cool. Um, I think that puts you. You guys are more generous than I was. One. I didn't. I didn't think I would have. I would have topped that list. But cool. Mm. Good. And now I feel good. All right, we can end the show now. <laughs> all right, good job, everybody. Uh, and, uh, all right, uh, who wants to go first for their five worst cards? We'll go back the other way, so you can start us off, and we'll end. Uh, we'll Sound- end on. Sounds good. Where we started. All right. So my five worst cards are pretty straightforward. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about them because I'm going to read them and you won't know what any of them are, which means that's how bad they were. Um, my worst card in the entire set was Gurubashi Chicken. Outside of getting this randomly as part of a Rexar combo, and it was only picked because it was one mana, uh, this card saw zero play and was complete garbage. Um, I would I would say you would dust it, but you were forced to because you got 47 of them when you opened 10 packs. Um, yep. Yeah, Gurubashi Chicken, number one worst card. Next one, Gurubashi Offering. Um, the Gurubashi Offering was the card that had the... Uh, it was a... One mana, zero, two. At the end of your turn, destroy this card, gain, gain uh, eight armor. Looked like I had some cool possibilities for memes, but was absolutely unplayable. Ice cream shaman was a thing for like a minute, but it was worthless. Uh, yeah, ba- uh, bad card, and I, I feel pretty good that that was a good pick as well. Um, Serpent Ward, zero mana, uh, zero, two, totem. Oh, no. At the end of your turn, <laughs> deal two damage to the en- en- enemy hero. Um, I think you even felt bad when you got this randomly from effects. Just a, I think it would take the Gurubashi Chicken because at least you can control when it does, and people would you know respect it a little bit. 
Um, there were times where this got summoned randomly by stuff, and I would just ignore it for like four turns. <laughs> that's how that's how much I didn't care about its effect. Um, that was number three. Number four was Hyreek the Bat, which I will mind I will note still got more play than uh, a certain <laughs> other card. <laughs> Uh, it's the 8-mana 1-8 battle cry. Fill your board with copies of this minion. Seems real powerful until you remember it's a 1-1 and you have to do stuff to make it good. Otherwise, it's a one, an 8-mana 1-1 and it's uh, a, a, a closet spiteful nerf. Um, yeah, bad card. Probably will never be good. And my last one was, I think, kind of a bit of a... I wouldn't call it a big miss, but it was definitely a miss. Um, the beast within a one mana hunter spell give a friendly beast plus one plus one then it attacks a random enemy minion this is not a card that people put in their decks often it was included like as a one of in like um, spell hunter or a couple of other like mid-rangey kind of hunters or even some aggro hunters for a little extra oomph because you can make your you can make your minions attack twice with it they could attack what you wanted and then you could play this and attack again which was kind of cool um, which I didn't realize at the time when I did this, that's how it worked. I probably would have given it a little more respect just for that alone. Um, but it is a card that you would get randomly and actually would prove to be kind of kind of useful. Actually, often kind of good when you would get it. Um, so I, I feel like I pretty pretty much missed that one. But I feel pretty comfortable that my other four were spot on. <laughs> X? <laughs> so I don't help anybody's intelligence uh, oh by just reading verbatim off the sheet what we wrote but that's what i'm gonna do and then we can discuss afterwards now for context everybody like what this article is supposed to be for those of you who aren't reading it it was supposed to be our five best and five worst cards and a thorough explanation of why so um like i said i'm just gonna read mine word for word number one the beast within does nothing for one mana number two cheaty ankle biter does nothing for two mana number three surrender to madness does nothing for three mana except ramp your opponent for three. Number four, Arena Chest, does nothing for four mana. Number five, Arena Patron, does nothing for five mana. I'm very, very comfortable with this list. I don't care how correct or incorrect any of them are. I think the artistic license I took on naming the five worse is much more worth talking about than the fact I was wrong on the Beast Within, Cheaty Ankle Biter, and Arena Chest, which all saw play. (laughs) But come on, like just just the the way you put yourself out there, and you said you were gonna give it some artistic merit by making each rank for how bad it was line up with the mana value. That's a tough challenge. <laughs> I, I not really because we were playing in the um, we were still playing in Cobalt and Catacombs. This wasn't even a full expansion. Basically, it was yeah. just another wing of a solo of a solo adventure <laughs> to unlock three new cards. Yeah. Uh, but here we are now. We're actually it's using exciting. cards. I will yeah. say. I will say this. I see Arena Patron getting some play in Paladin. I think. I think people are going to play around with that. Really? I think. I, I, think, I think it's going to. I think somebody's going to try to make it work. But it just. It, it, you, yeah, I mean, you missed. You missed on that card for 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 the last expansion. But you might. Eh, you might get redeemed in this one. Um, but I, I do want to point out here because it hasn't been express, expressly stated. <laughs> Sorry, listen. Um, the Cheaty Ankle Biter uh, was a card that uh, X was raving about on a prior episode of The Orbit when he was talking about <laughs> about uh, his even lock deck, which, by the way, is baller deck. And Cheaty Ankle Biter was absolutely a rock star in that deck. All star. Absolute yeah. all star. But, <laughs> but I didn't want to insult their intelligence by reading it word for word and just, like, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man! Okay. So me and Ruklas were going over that card in the card review. Oh, we were boy. both just yeah. we, we were trashed both, it, dude, all over it. We were like, "This is just." <laughs> It's kind of like an Elven Archer, only it costs one more and does yeah. a lot less. Yeah, jeez. Talk about <laughs> trash incarnated. Well, you yeah. should put this as the second worst card of the set. <laughs> you uh, you beat me to the punch because I was gonna put I was gonna put Eric on blast for a two X, but Oh yeah, I trashed it. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, I think most people did, honestly. If right. I whenever we do our card reviews, I check other, what other people are saying because I'm curious if there's anything that I may have missed. Mm-hmm. Um, no one no one like cheaty ankle biter right you know it's still played in wild even lock like the most po- the uh, most powerful version of wild even lock has cheaty ankle biter in it 100 percent surprised yep our our All buddy right. trip trip is sick mm-hmm. he actually uh he was the one who popularized the cheaty ankle biter in the in mm-hmm. the wild uh, in the yep. wild format so how about you how about you eric let's, all right off of my miserable predictions and start making fun of <laughs> So I feel good about this. I feel good. I feel like even though these may some of these may not be part of that actual five list, mm-hmm. considering we could have listed like half the commons and had a list. Um, I, I tried to get creative with it. And I feel like we hit most of them. One, Hyreek the Bat. Um, again, Azra already went over it. I don't need to kick a dead horse. More like Hyreek the Bad. Don't play this card. Don't commit your valuable resources to this card. This is a black hole that'll absorb all of you until there's nothing left, and even then it won't be strong enough to play for eight mana. I love so that. So I think we don't have I, to talk about it anymore, I honestly. love I that definition. I laughed it, so hard when I saw that. Uh, it's, such a, it's such a mess. <laughs> um, and the idea, here's like a quick little tangent, is um, I remember someone had talked about, it was either in a Twitch chat or it was on a forum or something when I was looking through these cards, and they said, oh, I ran to someone part of Blizzard's design team at the grocery store, and they said Hyreek the Bat wasn't designed for this expansion. They were designed for post-rotation, where it would see a lot more value. Um, and I, I remember being like, okay, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind, unless there's a card that's printed that says, plays at start of the game, gives Hyreek the Bat plus 10 plus 10. Like, <laughs> it's not going to be... Still unplayable. Yeah. I, I, unplayable. You're just not ever going to feel good about it. Um, so anyways, just not, not, not what the juice is up. Um, <laughs> it's a sentence that I decided to go with, I guess. Um, second, Murloc Tasty Fin. So four mana, three, two Murloc. Death Rattle draws two Murlocs from your deck. Funnily enough, the deck I'm most excited about this expansion involves this card. But I think given the time that this was, that, that we gave our ratings, this was such a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a mess. The idea that you're a Murloc with terrible stats, considering Murlocs have traditionally been cards that are very strong early game one way or another, mm-hmm. um, to be a four mana three two, and then have your death rattle, not even your battle cry, but your death rattle be what draws you Murlocs, you're just waiting longer to lose. <laughs> or going quicker, I guess. I don't know. I guess I guess you're losing quicker. So it was a mess. I don't regret it. Um Number three, Bwansamdi the Dead. This one I honestly was the most nervous about because I thought this would be a situation like Gallery Priest where people didn't necessarily see the potential right away. And maybe I was just being too headstrong and like, this is a trash card. This is not going to see play. It's just a win more card, which is a seven mana, seven, seven. Shout out Star Aligner. Um, Battlecry, draw one cost minions from your deck until your hand is full. It didn't see play. I don't think it's going to see play. It's got a very cool card art. <laughs> said that about a lot of different cards this expansion uh next up 
for my number four spot, another seven mana card, which is a five seven called Gurubashi Hypemon. Uh, this is a rogue only card. Battle Cry, discover a one one copy of a Battle Cry minion. It costs one. It's just a mess. This card's a mess. Next question. Um, <laughs> number five, Faraki Battle Axe. Um, I don't know why Blizzard's so intent on giving Paladin bad buff mechanics. Um, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was going to say when we were talking about Arena Patron, Faraki Battle Axe would have had to be good. And also, so would have Arena Patron. <laughs> and then maybe you see the card get played. But even then, this is a five mana, three attack, three durability. When you overkill, it's not even part of the main condition. Right. You have to fulfill something else. When you overkill, you give a minion in your hand, plus two, plus two. What a mess. Can you just imagine being the guy with a Valoneer in your hand, a battle axe in your hand, and being like, ooh. Like, no. <laughs> no. We all, we all know the and the answer is not this card. So, By the yeah. way, I'm surprised nobody ever like tried to make Valoneer plus Arena Patron work because you can get two Valoneers back. Anyway. Yeah, there's a card called Chain Gang. In the deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Hey. It's a card called, I don't know, Doubling Imp. Let's pretend that that makes more sense to run somehow in your deck. In your Anyways, I, I feel relatively okay about my picks here. I think... Some of them are like, like, Buonsamdi is, I'm sure, objectively a stronger card than the Gurubashi table, whatever. But, <laughs> but just in context, I don't feel bad about any of these. I don't think any of them surprised us and ended up being crazy for the time that they existed, you know, in that, whatever, four-month span. When you look at play during, during Rastakhan, none of these cards were in any decks consistently. They were messed around with when people were trying to make stuff work. But they were not in any consistent, yeah. competitive, or viable decks. The closest one <clears throat> was probably the Gurabashi Heitman, and that probably just saw more play in Arena than anything else. Mm. <laughs> Most of these cards wouldn't even get picked in Arena, right? Maybe the, the Battle Axe a little bit, but come on. Also, yeah, Gurabashi Heitman's not even a pirate. Yeah. The only thing that could have saved this card is if it was a pirate. But I like Gurabashi. I, I, there's something about that card that I like. I like its potential, not just because it's a discover. Like, I like its potential because it feels mm. like it could be abused. Like, imagine <laughs> it now in the current meta. Like, you could Geppetto it out. And anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> God, I hate that card. Oh, we'll get to that card, too. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, yeah. that was a fun little trip down memory lane. Like I said uh, at the outset, it's it's fun to go back and look at um, at things before and after to see how your context changes and and um, and to kind of help shape our thought patterns. Because I'll tell you this: when we prepared for this next segment, I went back and I looked at my old list. And I and I thought, how did I come to those conclusions? Because some of them were right and some of them were wrong. And I kind of wanted to 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 do better on the next list around. Um, and by next list around, I mean uh, we went down, we sat down, and we 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 did another list, like I said earlier, where we did that for we did the same a similar uh, ranking for the current set, and um, we added one extra category. Um, so now we have the five best, the five worst, and the five most interesting. Because one thing about this new set is they are all very interesting cards. There's a lot of very interesting cards, like uh, like we talked about during the the card review stream last week. Of all 135 cards that were introduced in this set. Uh, Eric, I'll quiz you because maybe maybe you weren't here for it. And I can oh, catch you. you like how, how many of them do have no text or just vanilla cards? Uh, 
one. Can you, you believe it, Chad? It's a three-two with no flavor text you, on you it. Freaking, I didn't know this question was coming at all, and I wasn't there at all. Freaking monster! But yeah, the point is though, is that all of that nice drop, all of that, uh, all of that, like car text, and 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 it creates a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of interesting cards that came out of that. So, uh, so we added that category as well. Uh, do we have a volunteer to go first on this uh, part of the four uh, a? I do want to make a quick note. Sadly, because of the state that I was in, I didn't get to put as much time into Fair. prepping for something like this as I would have Fair. liked to. So I'm going to abstain while I let you two put in your time because I feel like I wouldn't be able to give the answers I would want to give. I feel that- like they'd be very bad. <laughs> and I'm very self-conscious. But um, I'll throw in some fun cards once you guys are done that I think will just be fun. That's perfectly fair because you know you no were on your deathbed for a week me. and a half and we'll be like hey you thought that card was gonna be fun that card was toxic yeah, yeah you're off the team <laughs> you're off the team um actually like the honors or- case <laughs> sure i'll take it Go i'll take it. it but where i actually want to start is i want to start with interesting sure so the, the first card uh, most interesting actually the convincing infiltrator it's the five mana two six taunt that reads death rail destroy a random enemy minion i think this card has so much potential for abuse and it's it the stat line is so perfect as in it's a really bad stat line with a really strong death rattle effect which is exactly what we need because if we're going to be abusing death rattles let's abuse them not for their stat line so it makes it mm-hmm. interesting uh interesting to me and then you talked about disruption earlier Ezreal. i huge fan of disruption myself hecobot is my number two most interesting uh hecobot for those of you for the uninitiated a four mana three eight taunt battle cry your opponent summons a minion from their deck disruption no combo good night mechathune is what i'm reading Mm -hmm. um and so we move we move on to most interesting and like or through most interesting and here's where a line in my head starts uh starts being drawn and it's very gray i guess so not a line more like a shading it's where's the line between bad and interesting for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, you guys know me so <laughs> so i mean um the next most interesting card i have is faceless rager because it's really faceless rager's throwback to another faceless card that i totally remember the name of because i'm prepared that uh copies and copies a friendly minion faceless stats. shambler shambler yes and give it taunt which was a huge a huge part of the old hand lock decks, mm-hmm. um, which is super cool. And then moving forward through interesting cards, it's Hench Clan Shade Quill for obvious reasons, and then uh, Archvale and Rafam because I don't think it's gonna be good, but I, it needed to make the list because it's one of my favorite <coughs> cards. The Meta mm-hmm. Seven Eight Taunt that says the rest of your deck is awesome. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, moving on, moving on through bold let's, prediction. Let's uh, let's let let's okay. just do category by category, so so people don't forget Indeed. for comparison. Um, so my five most interesting, um, in order from most to least of the five most interesting. Number one, there's one I think it was your number two is Hecklebot. Number one is Hecklebot. Um, uh, the interesting thing about Hecklebot, and I, I won't go into it too much because you already talked about it, but the, the interesting thing about Hecklebot is it's like kind of not good right now because the deck you want to use it against right now is um, is Malagos Hunter. And if you play Hecklebot on turn three to disrupt their Malagos Hunter combo, you're going to give them an Alexstrasza, or you're going to give them a Malagos, or you're going to give them uh, whatever the stat line is on Geppetto. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you're going to give them you're going to give them a beefy minion. Um, so uh, be prepared for that. You know, if you're going to play this, play it on turn six and have your you know deadly shot ready or something. Um, but I, I do love it because it's disruptive. 
And it, I think it's going to see some play as the meta shifts from the mid-range and the aggro decks that we're seeing and shifts more into the um, controller and combo end of the spectrum. <clears throat> the, uh, the next card that I have is uh, number two is the Unseen Saboteur, which is a mm-hmm. six mana, five, five neutral card. Uh, Hecklebot is also neutral, but um, uh, uh, which uh, has the battle cry, um, cast a spell from your opponent's hand, uh, target chosen randomly. Another disruption card um, with the amount. I don't. Uh, I know we talked about this on the card review stream last week. The amount of spells that were added in this is is actually kind of insane. Like sixty five percent of the class cards, like six out of nine or something like that, or five out of nine, how many ever it is, um, are spells in a lot of classes. Maybe even more. There's a lot of spells being played, and we all know that the most that every single like OTK deck, every single combo deck, every single one of them relies on some spells. So just mm-hmm. the ability to know that you're in the mid to late game when they're going to start having like their 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 uh, flame strikes or you know whatever you want to pull out of their deck so that you can set up, you're going to be able to time that with some in, with with some knowledge of the decks and some intuitiveness um, to really put a wrench in what they want to do. And yeah, you'll pay a price for it potentially. But it could also um, set you up for, move, for for something moving forward. Um, so I really love the potential of this card, even though I don't think it's going to see play yet. Once the, be- the same thing with the Hecklebot, once the meta slows down a little bit, that that card's going to see some play. Um, for the same reason, Nuruvian play- Unraveler was seeing play. Um, <clears throat> next, I have Plot Twist, which is the two mana Warlock mm-hmm. card, um, which is shuffle your deck in shuffle your hand in your deck, draw that many cards. I actually uh, mentioned earlier about. Um, um, uh, Rafam not being necessarily powerful or bad, but definitely interesting and having some potential. I think this card is, uh, its effect is powerful enough, which lends itself to being abused. And there's a card that synergizes with it um, a little bit, um, which is the, the the legendary card that summons copies of everything you draw. Um, and also comboing this with things like Elik. Those aren't necessarily oh, yeah. good combos, because I mean they're powerful, but that doesn't mean that they're good. Right, but it does lend itself to potential abuse, and so this is I put on the interesting list because it has a powerful effect that I want to keep my eye on because I would not be surprised if, um, as the meta unfolds and people start to see synergies and, and, and kind of put things together, that there are interesting ways that this card is is put to use. So it is a very interesting card to me, um, and it almost made my best list, but it's just we can't conceptualize it yet. But I bet you if we did this best list in two weeks, when some of these things start coming out, we're going to be like. So that's why I put it on there. It was a runner-up for yeah. the best list for sure. Um, next one I have is number four. Uh, the fourth most interesting is Muck Morpher. Another card, oh. Muck Morpher is a five mana, four, four, um, become a copy of a minion in your deck. This is another card, and I was talking about Control Shaman earlier. This is the kind of thing that could make <laughs> it in there. Um, this is a card that allows you to copy something from your deck. And I won't go into all the lists, but you can think of it uh, you know, however you want. Alakir becomes a four, four Alakir. Um, um, uh, Malagos becomes a 4-4 Malagos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And anytime we've seen these effects before, you know, whether it's Barnes, whether it's Recruit uh, um, Mechanics, whatever it is, anytime you can cheat something out of your deck, or more importantly, cheat additional copies of it out of your deck, um, it's something that can be abused and manipulated and, and prove powerful. So this is another one that we might, we don't know, might not be able to envision how it's going to be good now, but I have a feeling that this card's going to, this card's going to pop up soon. Um, and then the final one I have is Archivist uh, Elysiana, which is the 7-mana seven 7-7. Mm. Seven, seven, um, discover five cards and put two co- replace your deck with two copies of them. 
I love this card. Um, I think there are all kinds of ways that this card can be abused. As uh, Root Clouds had mentioned in the tournament, it was being abused. I think there are all kinds of ways that this card can be abused. I think there's all kinds of ways that this card can just make decks that want to go late better because it gives you a way to avoid fatigue or it gives you a way to avoid like you know uh, decks that want to strip your your deck out and then put a bunch of bombs in it you can negate that by turning them all into these other cards there's all kinds of applications for this card that i find extremely interesting i just don't know if the refined deck for them is going to come out uh anytime soon but i think this is a card we're going to come back and look at and say hey we kind of saw this coming so that's my mm. that's my five most interesting. Eric, just hearing our, our top fives, any comments since you don't have one of your own? <clears throat> I seem to, I you know, something must be wrong with my ears because no one said Jump, and I think that honestly is the jumbo biggest crime uh, <laughs> with no Jumbo. Next list. Oh. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. There you go. Because if it, if it didn't make this, then I don't know. I don't want to live. <laughs> All right. X, um, kick us off with Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eric. No, no, please. I, I, I Some of the cards that I'm excited about, I think... As, as I just you know keep perusing through the list, mm-hmm. um, I think we'll actually be on some of your list anyways. Okay. Um, so maybe like we'll save your comments ones. for the end, like you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One I will tease out because I'm curious about people's thoughts, but I, I will just say nine lives I'm very curious about. Um, I think it's a super interesting mechanic, especially for a class like Hunter. So That almost um, made my most interesting list. It's Same. got my attention for sure. Um, but I'm curious now about, about where we go from here. So... Let me turn towards you real quick. All right, Root Clouds. I'm gonna What's name. Up? I'm gonna name. That's right. I did it. I love it. I'm you. gonna name five. I'm gonna name five cards, and what I want you to do is, I want you to tell me what this list is. You can do it. Mm. Okay. So let me read them off for you. Jumbo Imp, Magic Carpet, Desperate Measures, Doctor Boom Scheme, and Rafam mm-hmm. Scheme. Oh, okay. Well. So this is your worst list. This is your by far your worst list. Hearing Dr. Boom's scheme didn't have to leave your mouth for more than half a second for me to yeah. know that right away. Absolutely, that's the worst list. Um, a couple notes on them. Jumbo <laughs> Imp is bad because you don't want to play a lot of imps. You don't want to play a lot of demons because that's just bad. This effect's never going to... It's just never going to play out. Paladin secrets are bad. So like when you get to choose which one it is. So if you're putting a random one in there... I, Desperate magic, desperate. Even when you desperate, um, magic carpet. No one knows what it does because even during the card review stream, everyone's like three mana one six next. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Doctor Boom scheme self explanatory. But what I really want to talk about is Rafam scheme and how it's literally a. <laughs> it's Hyreek the Bat, only five mana cheaper, and it's still worse. <laughs> so okay, don't don't say something you'll regret. <laughs> Oh, we man. all think Kyrie is bad. <laughs> I regret everything I say all the time. So it's uh, <laughs> we do. I, yeah. We do what we can. As uh, for me, interestingly enough, our lists are kind of similar, but um, it's probably by the fact that we talked about a lot of these cards. I don't know. Pretty good amount of detail a week ago. So um, my hours. my fifth or my worst card, my absolute worst card in the entire set. Number one. Dr. Boom Scheme. This card's terrible. <laughs> this card is terrible. I, I talked about it in, 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 in my review of it. If this was, um, it's one mana, uh, a four mana uh, scheme that every, that gained one armor. And every every turn that's in your hand, it, it goes up by one armor. Now, I had mentioned that um, for uh, if this was, um, if this was gained two armor, if this was gained two armor, this card would be broken. I and mean, this would be a good card. It would be a good card. 
Um, but adjusting, even adjusting the mana cost on this card doesn't make it better. Like, at no point does this card become, like, to me, playable. I don't care if it's one mana gain one armor, and then in five turns you're paying five mana to gain one armor, because guess what? They had that card before and didn't see play. Remember? <laughs> so, like, the point at which this card has to, 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 to get to to be good is not worth wasting a card slot or holding on to it for five turns. It's just a, it's a bad card. But if it was two, if it was gain two armor, it would be real broken real fast, even at four even at four mana. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> go ahead. I was I was gonna say because like on turn on turn at turn ten, if you had the card in your hand, gaining twenty life, that's game breaking. That's not. Yep. That's not over. That's yep. just game break. Yep. So like the threshold there is pretty big and they erred on the side of caution, which they should because Warrior has been oppressive with armor for a year. Um, but the, in the process they made this card absolutely garbage. Um it's it's yeah. Next is the underbelly ooze. Now this is a card that I I, I struggled putting on this list, and the, the card that was gonna take its place, this was between this and um the um desperate measures. The, the, the Paladin the random secret one. Uh, but then I realized that, that Desperate Measures could actually be kind of manipulated, right? Because you can play the secrets, the good secrets first, or the bad secrets first, and you can kind of manipulate, and it kind of increases your chances of getting a good secret. So it's like, yeah, that that squeaks that this one off the list. Underbelly oozes as a 7-mana, 3-5, um, uh, whenever it takes damage, summon a copy of this. It's going to get experimented in with that with that buff paladin I was talking about, that duplicating buff paladin. It's going to get experimented within that deck, but it's never it's not going to be good because you're paying seven mana for a three five. I don't care how many copies of it you get, it's bad. Um, Portal Keeper is the next one. Uh, Portal Keeper is a five is a four mana five two um, neutral demon, um, which has the card text that reads shuffle three. Two two demons in your deck with rush. Um, I struggle to put this one on this because its sister card, which is a little bit a bigger version of this, is actually seems like it could be playable. Um, and this card is like on the borderline of playable, but I think it's a kind of a trap card. Like, yeah, it could be playable. You could put it in a deck and it could be viable, but there are better options. There are just better options. And and yeah. and overall, I, I I don't even see this card seeing a whole lot of play in arena for the stat line. Uh, it's just one of those cards that's like it's a cool design. It's big brother card, which is the portal overlord, which is a six mana five six shuffle three cards in there. Could be playable. Could be potentially this is just not though um next is mutate uh which is a zero mana shaman spell which is uh evolve one essentially uh, yeah. um it is a card that you it's it's kind of like the gurubashi chicken it's a card you're never gonna put in your deck unless there's a, a deck that exists that we can't think of yet uh, or that we haven't thought of yet um, you're never going to put it in your deck, and when you get it randomly, occasionally it's going to be good, but most of the time you're going to be like, well, this sucks. Um, and then finally, my fifth worst card, and the reason why it's the fifth, which is, means there's four cards I consider worse than it, I'll get to in a second, is Reform Scheme. Reform Scheme is terrible. We just talked about it. It's horrible. It's a bad card. But there are decks that it works in. Um, but those decks could also work without it. But because there's already been proven to be viable decks for it, I couldn't put it at the bottom of the list, but people are going to realize shortly that it's still terrible. Um, but it barely made it out of the top two or three spots. Because originally it was going to be number one, Dr. Boom Scheme, number two, Reform Scheme. But this actually squeaked down just a little bit because it is actually playable. But stop playing, it's bad. All right. <laughs> uh, X, do you want to get into the best? Yeah, sure. Let me scroll up because I totally have it off the top of my head. Number one best card in the set, 
You ready for it? Toxfin. Nice call. Hmm. Toxfin enables single-handedly like three decks. They're all Murlocs just across three classes. And it's just absolutely disgusting what it is. Like it's, it's one mana kill the opponent's eight, eight taunt that he had on turn four. That was totally going to flip the game around because he's playing handlock against a Murloc Shaman, but then it gets destroyed. And then the next taunt has the same fate happen to it. Not saying that's exactly what happened yesterday on stream, but <laughs> God, was I so salty. <laughs> so, uh, I love it when you put yourself on blast. It's so funny. <laughs> he said it didn't happen on stream. Don't worry. Mm, my bad. <clears throat> no sarcasm at all. Yeah. Number two, the number two best card, and people aren't playing it yet, but it's Mega Devastator. It's a four mana four five. It have, if it had no other text, I'm still playing it because it's yeah. a mech. But don't worry, it also does ten damage to a targeted minion, not even a random minion. You get to pick. It's disgusting. It's the card. disgusting. Yeah, it's a good card. Vendetta is, you know, a better wing blast, and wing blast is insane. Mm-hmm. So Vendetta is a card that says uh, it's a rogue card that says deal four damage to a minion costs. Zero if you're holding the card from another class. That doesn't happen Zero. in Rogue. What are you talking about? That's a hard that's a hard that's hard to pull off. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Crystal Power. I'm surprised Crystal Power was so low on the list for me, but it's just Druid's not good right now, so I feel comfortable putting it lower. It's just like once people start playing Druid, Crystal Power is gonna be in literally every single deck. It met it's living roots. Yeah. It's the modern day living roots. And then Henchclan Hogsteed, my baby. I it knew that card was going to be on there. I was like, is he, oh. is he actually going to kick it off the list? Because you raved on that card last week. It is so good. It Even is. if people haven't seen it yet, it is so good. because Two mana, 2-1 two, neutral with uh, Beast with Rush. When it dies, it summons a 1-1 one, one Murloc. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 perfect. It, that, it did need to be explained. And so, first off, it has both of the tags that are super important to aggressive decks, right? Yes. Beast and Murloc. It synergizes in Beast Decks Master's Call with Hungry Crab. Mm-hmm. So Hungry Crab is a one mana one two destroy Murloc get plus two plus two. So um that synergy there is absolutely insane. For and- three mana you get to destroy a minion or potentially on turn three, trade into a minion, and then summon a uh one mana uh three four. Yeah, or, it's just yeah. it's it's crazy powerful. Like not just that, there's all sorts of different for i'm not gonna but the card is good and if it's not on your radar put it on your radar yep mm-hmm. yep i like your list a lot um my original list looked very similar to yours and again you know you and i did the stream together we agreed on a lot of cards but as i was doing this list and looking back at my old list i decided to take some risks on this list so I could bite this. I, I'm fully prepared in three or four months if we look back on this to eat some crow on the on this list. I'm fully prepared for that. But um, I wanted to have I wanted to take some risk because I I, I kind of you know maybe I had a feeling maybe I was feeling risky. I don't know. But here we go. Number one most broken card in the set, Geppetto Joy Buzz. That's the most powerful card in the set. The best card in the set. The reason why I say that is because it is a card that enables OTK mechanics. Period. Whenever you have that, it's going to see play. It's going to get abused. Uh, and outside of a nerf, it's just going to keep happening, right? Like how many, we we complained about cards like like um, Mechathune forever and forever and ever, and they never nerfed Mechathune. They just nerfed cards around it, right? So um, Geppetto Joy Buzz is going to see play. It's going to see abuse. It's being abused right now, and uh, and that's a card that I think that as long as it exists, 
it, even it could even be played in more legitimate decks. If you have a deck filled with battle cries, powerful battle cries, or powerful even death rattles, or powerful you know combo enablers of some kind, it's gonna see play. It's, it's a versatile card. When I I remember um, seeing this card for the first time when I was in Denver, um, Brooke and I looked at that card when when they revealed it, and we literally looked at each other and we went, "What the." blizzard why why are you doing this because we immediately our brains went there and 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 now we're seeing that in reality um and i just think it's 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 a it's a powerful card and we're gonna see we're gonna see it uh enable some some cool stuff and some and more often than not some some otk or annoying stuff um my number two this is where it gets a little even riskier if that wasn't risky enough my number two is heist baron togwaggle hello yeah, uh, which is a uh, six mana, five, five. Um, if you control a lackey, um, discover a, a, a fabulous treasure. And the treasures are the same rewards that you would get from Marin's Chest. <clears throat> um, this card in the right rogue deck is bonkers, right? Um, and I, I can see this. I've already seen some experimentation with this card. And just running one of them is a huge tempo swing. Like, if you guys... I mean, Marin the Fox kind of got like fell out of favor, but you remember when Marin the Fox first came out and people were, like, summoning two Death Wings uh, for, basically for free when they would play that? And it was just like, yep, auto-concede, I lose. If you guys think it's bad right now when a mage pulls off the, the, the summon two 6-6 six, six cards, um, what's that one called? Conjuring something? I can't remember. Um, imagine when that happens with like you know like I said like something like Deathwing this card and that and now think about the fact that they can bounce it back to their hand like 87 different ways they can make a bunch of copies of it there's all kinds of ways that this card can basically they can get this out and they can just keep making more of them um, quick note I've seen three separate um, deck lists that were all top 50 legend that included Heist Baron Togwaggle in their rogue list see um Thank you for that validation already. <laughs> I feel better about my my risky yeah. picks. Um, who knows? It's the first couple of days, so right. it could fall off completely. But that is one thing that I was even shocked. I was like, are you sure they didn't link the wrong post? <laughs> it feels like a meme card, but I'm telling you, in practice, it makes sense. Like It's like it's kind of like how Rogue works. Like Half their cards feel like meme cards until you see them in practice and you go, okay, this is actually working. Uh, um, next is probably one none of you guys saw coming. Sunreaver War Mage. Really? Five mana, four, four. If you're holding a spell that costs five or more, deal four damage. And that damage can go face. Absolutely, really. Um, you guys remember a card called Blackwing Corruptor back in the um, back in the Black Rock Mountain expansion? That card was in every deck that could fit it. And it was a oh, yeah, it was a five mana three. five three that would deal three damage if you're holding a dragon. Yeah. This card has like flown under the radar. Um, I haven't heard it talked about a lot, and even when X and I talked about it uh, during the card review stream last week, um, even even he was kind of. I, I felt like you were lukewarm on. I felt, like, and maybe I'm way overvaluing it, but I just see this making its way into mid range control and aggressive decks. It's very easy to get a spell that costs five um, to cast. Um, and there's a lot of ways to activate this, and especially in decks like Rogue, where they're going to run Sprint because they don't have a lot of card draw and they're going to want to like shuffle through all these cards they're shuffling into their deck. You just hold a sprint and you know, pop this bad boy off and keep bouncing it back to your hand or making more copies of it. And you can just kill them with, with uh, tons of copies of this card. I see the potential for this card. Um, and, and I'm, I'm both excited and a little, little terrified of it. Cause I remember how good black, black rock corruptor was 
a few years back. So uh, that's my number three. Number four is the Underbelly Angler, which is the Shaman 2-mana, two 2-3 two, uh, Murloc, that whenever you play Murloc, summons random Murlocs. This was almost Toxfin. But then I was like, you know what? Toxfin's a strong card, but Toxfin isn't going to... The Murloc decks aren't going to exist without cards like the Angler to generate more cards. Um, so this is an while Toxfin is an enabler for Murloc decks, this is an enabler for Toxfin to be in Murloc decks to work. So um, that's why this de- that's why this one made the list for me. Um, Murloc Shaman is going to persist because of this card, in my opinion. And then finally, Underbelly Fence Rogue two mana two three. Um, if you're holding a card from another class, which we know in Rogue is very hard to do, um, this card gains plus one plus one and rush. Um, this is going to be a very powerful, very ubiquitous two-drop. It trades up, it trades often, um, and then they can bounce it back to their hand for free and play it again even for free and get the same effect again. This card is going to get used, abused, and become uh, ubiquitous in uh, in any tempo deck that, that has the ability to do what rogues do, which is every rogue ever. So this card is going to see a lot of play, and I'm, I'm actually, of the entire list, this is my most, the one I'm the most comfortable with. Um, so yeah, that's my list. All right, now that I've said my piece, Eric. <clears throat> yeah, how exciting! Um, again, I didn't get to go too deep into sure. any of uh, any of this. Um, one off the top, I'll agree with the X on the Vendetta pick. I think Vendetta is just so consistently strong that it it, it is going to s- just stay as a power card. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I should say. Um, after that, I hate it because now I have, I don't know, I feel like I've got too much insight that's not my own based off of what I'm seeing perform well in those lists that are the top 50, top 100 legend lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of noise has been getting made about Lucent Bark, honestly. And like, not and not in the traditional sense of like, this is, you know, this is Bomb Warrior, this is whatever the rogue, but this, like, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot about Lucent Bark more than I'd care to admit. And so, um, anyone who doesn't know, 8 mana, 4 8s. It's a taunt. The Death Rattle go dormant, restore 5 uh, health to awaken this minion. I don't know if they're lists that are also running Undertaker. I don't know what. I'm just throwing that out because literally I'm scrolling through this list of in class alphabetical order cards, and, and that's towards the top, and it seems about right to me. Um, what else? Marked Shot seems like it's been getting some play. Um, Marshawn almost rel- made my list. I love that card. I yeah. love that card. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I who knows how powerful it may be, but I've been seeing that fairly consistently. Mm-hmm. And when a card's showing up consistently as good, um, that's honestly one of the biggest wins you can get in Hearthstone because a lot of these cards will see play for a week and then you'll never see them again. Um, so I think some of these cards have more staying power. Um, what else are some more worthwhile cards to point out? Let's see. Waggle Pick has been getting insane play rates. Every rogue list I've seen has run Waggle Pick. That which was is on my short list, too. Yeah, four yeah. mana, four, two weapon. Death Route, return a friendly minion to your hand. It costs two less, which is gross. That yeah. does all the things Rogue wants it to. Yeah. It's a four mana weapon, which is the biggest thing Rogue does not want to do. With four attack. Exactly. There you go. One, the attack's upside is high. Um, the Death Rattle effect is nuts. I can mm-hmm. only imagine that that's what's carrying half the games with this weapon. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's definitely going to be, you know, that's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just add a, another fun, I guess, kind of pick. But Archville and Rafam has been getting a lot of consistent play in some of the Legend Warlock lists I've been seeing. Um, 
not every single one, mind you, but like enough to make it. And even who was it? Run Rumham, I think, hit legend with a list running Archville and Rafam. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I think just like it's it's cool to see a card like this, which is a seven mana seven eight taunt that runs the Golden Kobold effect, replace your hand and deck with legendary minions. Like, I don't know, super exciting. So I'm I'm looking forward to all of those. I think it'll be a, um. I think it'll it'll be a fun set with cards that are so flavorful. Honestly, one thing that we hit on earlier, just there's nothing boring about these cards. Even if the cards end up being understated, even if the effects end up being understated, it's all a lot of variety and it's all a lot mm-hmm. of new mechanics that um, I think just breathe this kind of extra layer of life into the game. I agree. So there you go. Tiny little analysis. I'll try to come back next week with a full rounded out list, which will be so unfairly biased <laughs> because right. a week has gone by. Or maybe not biased, but influenced improperly. That's bi- that's literally biased. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, if anybody has any other comments, I think we can uh, we can move on to um, what I'm kind of looking forward to talking about, which is not my own, but but I want to I want to talk about X's deck. I love talking yes. about X's deck. I want my eyes on X's deck. But uh, <sighs> does anybody have any comments before we move on? Yeah, it's sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey it's standard size all right it's a 30 card deck like everybody else's don't go over there no all right uh so let's let's uh let's move on one of the things that we did want to talk about um was just like um now that the new meta is here and we're seeing it in practice you know what 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 deck stands out to you the most what are you excited for playing what did you want to play um what have you come up with to play what are you seeing other people play? We want we wanted to bring a couple of decks here to talk about that we think are going to be um, interesting, useful, or just decent in the in in the current meta. So we each picked out a deck um, that we brought, and we just want to kind of showcase it for a minute to give you guys uh, an idea of the kind of things that we're we're focusing on right now. So we're gonna move over here to the board, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put all three of them up there so you guys can see them um, as we talk about them. You can get a chance to really look at them. So while I do that, um, who would like to speak of their deck first? I feel like it's got to be the deck doctor, honestly. Not to volunteer okay. you, but I, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's easy. I'll go. So I, it's no it's no secret that I love Evenlock. I've said it two times in this stream and literally every <laughs> other podcast we've done how much I love the deck. And you know, that lends itself easily to hand lock. And that's where that's where I started. I actually built a control lock first with the... It was a largely different list. And Ben from work came along, you know, good good friend, member of the EO community. Um, it, he brought the majority of this list. Like, I made, I made a few changes, but the shell is 100% his. And it is... So strong. It has the typical the typical handlock things of the Twilight Drake and the Mountain Giant that you can play on four, um, being really an unfair jerk to everybody around you. It's got the classic Ancient Watcher, uh, four five taunt can attack, and the Arcane Watcher, which is a three mana five six can attack and let you have spell damage, which actually can get triggered by the Violet Warden, which is a six mana four seven taunt, which again lends itself right into the Faceless Rager, which is a three mana five one copy. A friendly minion's health. So now you have the options for the Rager to hit the Violet Warden to hit the Arcane Watcher Giant Drake. And so we're seeing all of these moves, uh, all of these smooth, smooth things come together along with the draw engines um, available to 
Warlock being Mortal Coil, Blood Mage, Thalnos, and obviously just the tap. Um, we're still working on a way to come back from behind rather, um, rather than just playing minion into minion, and that's what Shadowflame's there for, but mm-hmm. Shadowflame doesn't always do the job that you need it to do. Luckily, Warrior's bad, so it just crushes <laughs> Warrior. It just crushes Warrior. It loses, however, though, to any Tempo Mage deck you come across, which is unsurprising. Warlock's always had that issue. And, uh, and aside from that, just like with most Warlock decks, you if you play well, there is no miserable matchup outside of Tempo Mage. Okay. Okay. Um, X, or I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah, no, X. I love this deck just because of the fact when you when you told me about this deck, I, I literally like it got giddy. I was on stream and you popped in and you were talking about it. I like stopped what I was doing. It's like, give me that list because I, um, my OG favorite list ever is old old school handlock. So anytime a handlock deck comes around that uh, is re, that that's revitalizing the archetype, I get really excited. Um, and this, I mean, there's things about this that remind me so much of playing legit OG um, uh, even lock. You've got ancient watcher in there. You've got uh, sun fury protectors. You've got earthen ring farseers. You've got uh, defender of Argus. You've got uh, a shadow flame, uh, and you've got the twilight drakes. Uh, you've got Ziliox, That's an, that's an OG card. No, uh, and you've got the mountain giants. But but like half of this deck list and and the mortal coils, the mortal coils you, you you saw often in OG deck list and uh, along with the Thalnos. Half of this deck list you would have seen on uh, high level uh, and and legend play back in the first year of Hearthstone. And I love that these cards are getting love again and this deck is viable again. So I'm super excited to see about it and I can't wait to try it just because I have this old school love of it. And what's nice is because I know that archetype so well, whenever I run into him on ladder, I'm like, yeah, I know how to beat you. <laughs> but but overall, really, I, I love the deck and I'm so glad to see it again. And um, you picked a great one. I was really hoping when we talked about doing this that you would, you would pick this one. So, um, Eric, you want to go next? Yeah, I dropped- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I dropped this. In a, I dropped this into a few of my friends because, you know, Warlock and you know my need to overshare everything. <laughs> uh, so Romham was actually one of the one of the dreamers who I dropped it in. You know, he's another another good friend of Eternal Orbit, mm-hmm. um, and he was at like three hundred legend or something. Threw this into a stream, and he took it with very few changes into top one hundred, and there from there tweaked it and reached top fifty with uh with Handlock. Nice. So I was pretty. Yeah, after seeing that level of success and then my own success, not only comfortable with the deck, but it's like I'm convinced that it's good. Convinced. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I remember when you said that 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 he had done that, and I was like, all right, yeah. So that's 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 two of the uh, of the uh, uh, players that I, I have a great deal of respect for, both approved of this deck, yourself and him, and and I was like, okay, not only is it a deck that emotionally I love, but it's getting the seal of approval from high, from high level skill players. I'm like, I'm all about this deck now. So, Root, any comments on this, or do you want to move into your own? No, it looks super clean. It, it, I just love the fact that it's taking advantage of cards that I think people were very on the fence about, which are mostly things like the Arcane Watcher using the um, Dalaran Library, Librarian Ancient Watcher, gleaning into somewhat of a silence, mm-hmm. um, a silence-based deck for mm-hmm. its its sort of backbone. Um, I think it's super co- cool to see that it's working because 
I don't know. I'm one of those people. It's just, it's just like I think I will always have that slight new player feel where you see a card that's so overstated and you realize, oh, it's because it can't attack this turn or can't attack at all, maybe. But you like you know, you just know, I could connect face with this sometime, and it could cost less mana and do more damage than hitting face with a different card. And that's always <laughs> exactly. so exciting. That never goes away for me. And it sounds like it's a similar feeling. So like, it just tickles that part of the brain where you're like, I'm getting away with the shit uh it feels great and so i think it's a cool not only is it a cool list to see but it's a cool list to know is performing well mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm i'm super shout out to ben from work shout out Thank to rumham shout out to exiles just clean crew cleaning up the cool decks with a one, cnn <laughs> one more comment i want to throw in here that i um i forgot to mention when i was talking about the cards that are in this deck violet warden is a, a six mana uh, is it a, is it a four seven with taunt plus one spell damage. I remember running across this when we were doing the, the card review last week and saying, this card looks bad or looks mediocre, but it's going to see play. And this is exactly the kind of deck that I envisioned it in because Warlock, especially Handlock, has taken cards that are like obscure or, or, or niche or like mediocre and found ways to make them val valuable and viable in ways that probably the only class that could do something that drastic would be like Priest, right? Uh, and so I love seeing that card in here because I, I, the validation of seeing that just feels pretty good. <laughs> so, um, Rude, do you want to talk about your, or do you want me to talk about I, mine? No, no, I, I'll talk about mine. Don't worry. A gentleman goes second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this list again, it's it's one of those lists that I think everybody knew was coming based off of the cards that were revealed. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm part of that low and lowest common denominator. I will take you put you put you know the carrots in front of me, and I'm going to follow them. And these are this is the carrots in front of me. Uh, this is just a no holds bar Murloc Shaman um, that is just dealing so much damage, leaning into the overload with the Lickum, uh, which is a weapon. It's a one three weapon, I believe, for two mana. And when you overload, it adds plus two or plus three attack. I was not as prepared for this as I thought I was, um, but it's a mechanic plus that's enabled attack. by the. Okay, that that made sense, especially considering that that card that was based off your spell damage before that was the exact same. Spear Claws? Yeah, there you go. Um, it's my way to talk about it. Uh, so anyways, it's a list. This one specifically was pulled from Cat, um, Cat Hearthstone. Everyone who's in here should probably be familiar with them at this point. Mm -hmm. um, incredible Hearthstone player. We were mm -hmm. talking about them before uh, mm -hmm. we started the, the stream, and Exiles had mentioned that they went double legend, double rank one legend. Um, and I remember like now thinking about them holding that and it was a big back and forth between Asmo and uh, it was just very cool to see it pulled off. So this is a deck coming from someone with a lot of experience. They went 23 and 4 with it um, on their way to Legend. And it just, one, I've all, I'm a very much OG like Murloc lover. Um, before I could afford a single deck, um, I remember the deck that really like got my attention was watching Dreamhack and seeing people play uh murloc paladin mm -hmm. and so ever since then murloc paladin has been part of like the top three like core og decks that i've just fawned over and so seeing this enabled with a class that's not paladin already got my attention and then seeing the tools that shaman has which is just gross burst you see the bloodlust oh, yeah. there's only one copy but like between that lava burst a three mana five damage anywhere spell 
um, that's properly overloaded for two. Like this is just a deck that says Hunter who I'm going to be the one to take over the game and smash you down before you can do anything about it. So I'm really <clears throat> looking forward to running it. Um, I haven't even opened my packs yet, so I'm hoping that I get a few things to help enable it from there. But I don't know. It's just cool to see that. And the Murloc Taste Defend, a nice way to round out how last season I said Murloc Taste Defend was the fourth worst card of the expansion. And now I get a chance to play it. I might even say it was the second worst. I said it was the second worst. Yeah. So all, everything's just coming up in Millhouse with this one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. I don't know. It, it's just cool to have a direction like that so early on because when you start right. a new expansion, it just feels, you know, you can't plug that hole. That's that's the ship's got taken on water and there's too much all at once. So right. this is my thing to focus on while the ship sinks. I will say that looking at this list and having played against it on ladder, you know, dozens of times over the last day and a half, um, mm. because it is a very prevalent list. Um, I think it's one of the best toolkits for making a sham, uh, a Murloc deck work. I think that the toolkit is actually there this time, unlike in the past. I, I, I and I think that's one reason why it's taken off. Not only is it you know, early in the meta, early in the meta, you know, aggro and mid range are always dominant anyway. But I actually think this yeah. is a really like good like list good like show. it's very yeah it's a very good list when you look through when i look over this the only one i would actually argue with and I'm, i know i'm gonna get hatred for it is, is the soul of the murloc i think that card's a bit a bit i don't know if i, I don't know if i'm sold on soul of the murloc yet um well i was actually thinking the complete opposite of you when it comes to that card as sure. i know we roasted it when we when we rated it mm -hmm. but then i i had it played against me and i nearly cried because not only <laughs> was it good but it was the card that won the game against me. Right. And I was surprised and sad at the same time. I think the card is super overperforming. And maybe it's just because it's early as, mm -hmm. but oh my God, I'm having trouble with the card. I, I, I remain open to being wrong on that. And and I might yeah. be I might be getting like like confirmation bias on thinking it was bad like we had talked about, because of the fact that the deck I'm running does pretty well against mm -hmm. this deck. Um, so that might bias me a little bit because um, when they play that, I just laugh and play Unleash the Hounds and hit him in the face with a um, with a uh, uh, a buffed Savannah or uh, excuse me scavenging hyena that has charge because of Tundra Rhino. You know, you, you play Tundra Rhino, you you play you, you play the uh, scavenging hyena, you kill all their dudes, and you hit him in the face for you know twelve damage. Um, I would definitely defer to, defer to you on this one though, like. Uh, my my anecdote is is fine and dandy, but you've got you've got the time you've got the time on ladder over me. Um, as I played far as playing against this deck is concerned. I've played a lot of ladder the last day and a half. Maybe the more the most of the three. Well, I know more than Eric, but probably the most of the three of us would <laughs> on a normal basis. I've been I've been chewing it up. I got like four hours of sleep last night. I've been playing a lot of ladder, but um, it's because I'm having a lot of fun in the new meta. This deck that I brought um, is. Um, it's my it's my deck. I, I built this myself. It's my own homebrew. So so I'm probably a little biased. Probably definitely. But I love this deck. I've been having a lot of fun with this. Deck. I've iterated a little bit, and it's still in the refining process. But this this version of it, I'm very comfortable bringing here. I wouldn't have brought it. Um, uh, this this is a hybrid hunter in that it's 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 part way spell hunter, but it's got uh, a little bit of the beast package in it. Um, for the early and mid game, and it gets it's it's a value hunter. At the end of the day, this deck's all about getting value. Um, and some of the key cards in this deck, like Mark Shot, um, I love that card. I love that card. But that card only works if you've got the ability to to back it up because doing 
four damage for four mana and doing nothing else other than discovering a card can be a huge tempo loss. But Hunter has the ability to poop stuff out on the board um, or to have big stuff on the board um, or, or because of, of things like Zul'jin to get that extra value out of it that, that they can survive through that. But the, the key elements to this deck is what I tried to do is I tried to emulate what made um, Hybrid Hunter with what made Rexar good. And Rexar, one of the things that made Rexar good was be, the ability to get lifesteal, right? To get that life tap so you could you could um, go up against decks that were beating you in the face quickly, um, but still be aggressive so you didn't have to like put taunts in there or straight heals in there. Um, and then... Uh, uh, and the best way to do that without Rexar was to put in the vicious scale hide. So you put the vicious that that's kind of like the how the game the deck transitions from from the mid to the late game. So you use you use your, your the beast package which you would probably see in any uh, a, a beast hunter which I run in my aggressive beast hunter which is the the shimmerflies the spring paws um, the savaging hyena the scavenging hyenas um, you use those through the game coupled with the um, with the secrets to um, basically um, Control the board until you can get your your, your mid range stuff out, which is like your vicious scale hide with a um, with a uh, uh, dire frenzy on it, and and then you get your wyverns out, and um, you basically just ramp up into that, and then um, you can close the game out often if you haven't just out tempoed them. You can close the game out with Zul'jin. Um, I, I've had a lot of success with this deck. I played last count. I think it was. With three different versions, because there's two there's there's two real tech slots in this deck, which is the deadly shot and the unleashed the hounds. Those two cards rotate a lot. Sometimes I run two deadly shots. If I'm playing more control. Sometimes I run two uh, unleashed the hounds. If I'm running more, if I'm going against more aggro, sometimes I take one of those out, put a second weapon in. But those are basically the two tech slots. So there's been a bunch of versions of this. But between the the, the all the versions, I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 46 games of this deck already in the in the last day and a half and it's <clears throat> depending on the version it's running at lowest a 57 percent and highest uh, a 69 percent win rate with this deck um nice yeah so i'm pretty happy with it so far given the number of games that i've played with it but it still doesn't feel perfect but it feels very very close i'm very happy with this deck um if you like mid-range hunter um this is a little greedier than the mid-range hunter deck but if you like mid-range hunter if you like spell hunter if you like secret hunter um <clears throat> Or hell, if you even like Beast Hunter, this deck can do a little bit of that, but it has the ability to win the longer games as well. Um, and added bonus, um, I'm 80, I can't remember, I'm either 80 or 85%, somewhere in that window against Bomb Warrior. So four out of five, so if you're facing a lot of Bomb Warrior, this deck can get it done. Um, and against Murloc Shaman, I'm, I'm somewhere on 60%. So this deck um, competes with a lot of things that you're going to see in the ladder. Full disclosure... Um, beating rogue can be tricky. Beating rogue can be tricky. I'm only like 42% against rogue, and there's a lot of rogues, but full disclosure. But any deck's going to have its weaknesses, but I'm a huge fan of this deck. I love this deck, and I will stand by this deck. Um, but I really like it. So that's my submission. And yes, I would bring the hunter deck, and yes, I would bring the hunter deck that's as close to spell hunter as I can feasibly get it without being Geppetto. Because while the Geppetto deck is good, um, I wanted something that could that could win other than just by getting one burst combo out. This deck has a lot of ways to win. So, yeah, no, I like I like the list a lot. It's uh, it's interesting, and that's something that I immediately thought of throughout the uh, or immediately thought of at all uh, with the coming expansion. I I think you did a really really good job and a really really good. But what would I expect from you know our resident hunter expert? Oh man, well coming from you, that's that's high praise. Really, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Even even having known these guys as long as I have. 
bringing a deck, my own creation in front of a, a guy like X and a guy like Eric who have a lot of experience that's, and, and putting it on the internet and be like, hey, look, I made this. Make fun of me. It's, it's, it's intimidating, um, especially considering their, their, their skill level and their deck making knowledge. So, so I appreciate that. Thank you. It makes me feel a little less, a little less embarrassed about it because you sometimes feel like the kid at the science fair that brought the volcano that uh, you know they made their own volcano, they brought it, and then you set it down, and like next to you was like the smartest kid in the class that already has a scholarship to MIT, and he built a robot out of a toaster and an, and an Apple Watch. And I just look oh, over yeah. there, and I'm like, oh, X is going to win the science fair, but he's like, hey, you know what? That's a nice, that's a nice, that's a nice volcano you got. That's kind of how I feel right now. So you know, thanks. Second's not so bad. Yeah, I can, t- I, can I can do second because you know I, I made this paper mache all myself. No. <laughs> I really like this list. Like the more I look over it, I like. I almost want to talk to you about about this list after the call. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to because I'm feeling sick. Sure. But know that know the intent is there because I think the most exciting thing about this is the fact that one, like I'm sure you're not breaking any barriers with some of this, but at the same time, there's a lot of flexibility that can go into this list. I know you mentioned a couple a couple of the main cards that are swappable. But I think there's a lot of room to play around with there this is. with this build to look for something that's the most, you know, that's just the strongest effort for for what you can pull together in 30 cards. And so what's exciting is just like, I don't know, it's obviously has a lot of familiarity. So building off of that seems naturally exciting because you already have ideas for directions things can go right. that seem like you've played enough to know like, hey, this is consistently going to be good and this, this won't be so... I think it's just I I don't know I like it and I'm, it's good to hear that it's had such positive results considering it is a hybrid hunter and hybrid hunter I think definitely is not going to be what most people are expecting when it comes to out the gate what you're going to see with hunter they're expecting to still see a continuation of beast hunter part so, part know. of the uh, of the uh, of the reason why I made this deck now, I mean I do like hunter but it's I, I like it for a lot of reasons but I didn't just make this deck just because I'm like oh I can't give up on hunter I'll, I'll switch class I don't care but I was I, I was I was talking in in stream one day and, and somebody was like are you ready for hunter to be dead I'm like hunter's not gonna be dead hunter's existed in every meta since the beginning of this game it's just gonna be different I said but the tools are there you know the tools are there to to make something close this plays a lot like um, spell hunter. This plays a lot like mid range hunter. Plays a lot like secret hunter because I'm, you know, I remember talking about unleash the beast with um, with um, uh, X when we were doing our card review, and unleash the beast plays like um, plays like spellstone. Yeah. Except it does something on the board immediately because unleash the beast is a six man spell that summons a five five wyvern with rush and it has twin spell on it. Um, so it's a it's a potent spell it does something immediately which which spellstone didn't and it comes back with with zuljin the same way that um that it didn't spell hunter and the thing with spell hunter is spell hunter often had a lot of wasted cards you'd summon a lot of things that wouldn't summon because the board fill up this doesn't yeah. do that it's a lot more efficient and you kind of can predict more what you're going to get which is really good and by the way let me tell you something putting a, putting um dire frenzy either from directly as a choice or from a Zul'jin recast of, of Dire Frenzy, putting that on, on one of those um, Wyverns with Rush is bonkers. Mm-hmm. I had I had seven of them in my deck against a Bomb Warrior, and I was just oh. top-decking. I was just top-decking eight apes with Rush, and there was nothing he could do about it. He'd remove one, and I'd summon another one. And he'd remove one, and then summon another one. And he just exhausted all of his resources, and I you know, just beat him in the face with it. So there's a lot of ways that you can win with this deck. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's an exciting prospect for sure. Well done. Thanks. So, um, and I'll post the, de- the deck code too in, in my chat here if anybody wants it. Um, does anybody else have any more any more comments or uh, thoughts before uh, before we start to wrap things up, guys? If you haven't done so already, by the way, before I let them answer, um, last chance to go over to Twitter real quick, pop a vote in there for the Twitter poll because we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. And if you have any questions for the Q and A, start thinking about them right now. Start writing them down because we'll answer a few questions here at the end of the stream. That said, um, yeah. Any 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 last minute comments or, or questions? No. I, I think I'm, them. yeah, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm just excited to, to uh, Friday is when I will be able to log in, open everything, play some Hearthstone. So I'm really excited to jump in because this is just, it's like the first day of, uh, of I don't know, winter, whenever it snows for the first time. <laughs> and it's just, a, it's literally just snow that hasn't been touched in the morning and you're about to go and roll all in that, you know? I love it. I so love yeah, it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, um, I guess we can uh, we can start to uh, close the show out then. Um, again, if you guys haven't posted or uh, haven't voted yet, or if you have any questions, now's the time to start getting those ready. Um, uh, Eric, did you want to did you want to do the Twitter poll part now? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, which we can naturally lend into a Q and A if there are some questions mm-hmm. from anyone in here. Um, very quickly though, the Twitter poll you saw it in the chat. Um, basically it goes over how we're 24 hours in we're at, at the time of the posting here, we were just a little over 24 hours in the rise of shadows. Um, we were curious about what people were thinking about with all those, that, that play time that they had put in, um, their perspective on how they thought the direction of Hearthstone was going. Um, if they enjoyed some of the changes that were made, if they thought some things were either aggressive or not as positive, uh, just kind of gauging people's thoughts. Um, and we're right now at 12 votes. We've got 83%, which I've got to believe is 10 votes, mm-hmm. um, saying that they're optimistic and they're feeling good about the expansion. And then 17%, which are two people who are not, um, which I think honestly lines up very, very closely with what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's all to be expected. We're just coming out of an age one year where the meta did not shift dramatically unless blizzard literally put their finger on the on the 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 weight and said hey guess what we're removing these cards from play like we may as well make them so bad that you can't use them anymore (laughs) um those are the only times we saw things shift meaningfully so i think it's fair to note that hey all of a sudden there's this huge level of power that's just gone from the game uh, which people are really requesting. And then the fact that all of a sudden there's new things that have been put in their place, uh, whether it's mechanics, whether it's it's archetypes that are you're seeing, it's just it's enough to make it so that I think it's a fresh experience for a lot of people and going to be a positive one. So I, I'm right there with everyone, and I agree completely. Well, if it wasn't apparent from my, my gushing over the last <laughs> 24 hours of playing and how much fun I'm having... I'm really optimistic. I think that that um, I love the the trend that Blizzard has shown since December of being aggressive about making adjustments, i.e., nerfs, um, uh, and about their um, willingness to admit when they've 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 done uh, done the game harm and and to try to make adjust uh, to make adjustments. I, I'm a little still confused about when and how they do it. Like when they would nerf Cold Blood a month out, but they would wait tell the the rotation to to nerf divine spirit i don't i don't know why they yeah. do stuff like that but the point is they're doing stuff 
they're doing stuff and I'm happy they're doing stuff because it felt like for the first nine months of last year we were we were saying nerf this or fix that and they waited to the last minute until they were desperate and now they're being aggressive and, and, and proactive and I love that and it's created an environment where not only do we know do we can we feel like we were talking about at the start of the show that, that the meta feels fresh that the game feels new that there's a revitalized sense of, of, of fun but we also know that when the broken things start coming out because they've shown us before they're going to be quick to address them so and that gives me a lot of hope that I'm not going to have to sit there and wait till the next expansion comes out in four months to have these things get and that and that coupled with just how fresh the game feels i i'm with the optimism uh, the optimist i feel great about the game right now and you guys know i was less than than subtle about my vocal criticisms uh, about the game over the last couple of months <clears throat> i'm more in the wait and see camp i don't mean to be a negative nancy but apparently that's all i feel like i can be any when it comes to uh playing this game for this game is great for an hour at a time um, but then, you know, someone coins mass resurrection and then you throw, I don't yeah. know, anything that's in throwing reach. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm in the wait and see, I'm going to do my best to come at it with an open mind, but I swear to God, if I see another mass resurrection, my, my monitor is probably not going to make it through that. Yeah. Mass resurrection was one of those cards that, that I think everybody feels the same way. But one of the things that's scary about that, by the way, is there's a lot less removal now. Lot less removal, and that that makes you know who has the best removal package for it? Priest. Ironically, yeah. What's the <laughs> next best? Like warlock with with twisting nether. I mean, like there's there's uh, hunter with unleash the hounds plus um, the toxic guy that gives everybody poison. I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's wait yeah. and see on priest. Yeah. Wait and see on priest. All right. Um, so yeah, is there uh, is there any questions that stand out in chat? Is something that we want to uh, to chew on real quick? Yeah, if you have any questions, please feel free. Um, we were asked what our sub baby will be named. And oh, that's right. Hey, yeah, we've got as rude as it gets, probably. As rude or as maybe gets. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, I'm okay with Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul's a. There's, could, there's not enough Pauls in the world. <laughs> yeah, it could be a beetle. Could be the guy that's selling you a bagel at the deli. Yeah. Could be one of the disciples, you know. He's just—it's—it's it's a versatile name. He's got a lot of potential with Paul. Yeah, we're setting that baby up for a future. Is what's happening? <laughs> uh, That's about it. I did want to mention. I guess one thing to toot my own horn real quick that yes. I forgot when we were talking about my past week is <laughs> I um I'd been mentioning on and off in our past podcast that I was taking part in Hearth Buzz's um specialist oh, yeah. tournament that was going on. Um, I had brought Q Block Rip to um. <laughs> Every single round, which you were allowed to change, and guess what? I won the tournament. It was very you did. Cool. I won it. Yeah, hey. I know. Congrats. Very fortunate. Um, but also felt good. I literally every single it went uh, best out of three. We went all three games. Um, and it was I had Mountain Giant every single opening turn. Oh, you every monster. turn was important. Yeah, it just it was gross. I even got to do the Mountain Cube thing on six in game two Ooh. or game one. I think Ooh. it was just yeah, it was just like. It was a mess. Feels Ooh. gross. I'm gonna get that tattoo of a cube on me as soon as possible. Nice. Well, way to represent the EO crew oh, yeah. and 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 put up the big W with, of course, Warlock. By the way, hearkening back to 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 the Rastakhan Rumble card review, I, I was gonna note that, um, of course, you picked two Warlock cards <laughs> to be among the best. Not oh, you know, hashtag boy. not biased, right? You better believe once I get Merlin Shaman out of my core, then, then we're going right back into the Warlock Lab. 
We've um, all got our 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 roles to play, and I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the dark arts. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and you would be the last person on the team that anybody would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a warlock main. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. And then I lower my hood, and you see a second head underneath, behind my head. And it's, it's undeveloped Voldemort. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, well, yeah, just wait. So, you know, Eric, because you've been out of the loop for so long, um, why don't you remind people uh, again when they can... Uh, check you out next because i'm sure everybody's missing and chomping at the bit missing you and chomping at the bit to see you yeah yeah it's i've been chomping at whatever you know op opposing bit has been wanting <laughs> to chomp on my bit um Ooh. let me just say that it uh i went away for pax east for a little bit came back been feeling a little all over the place but i am going to be coming back friday at 6 30 p.m pacific time um for my first stream back in like what will have been two and a half weeks, something like that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to, I have like over 200 packs to open um, that we're going to jump right into some games. So if anyone is wanting that kind of content and you've enjoyed looking at my face, well, I'm going to show it some more on that stream. Nice. Um, yeah. Nano asked in chat, uh, any crazy combos pulled off? The craziest combo that's been pulled off on me so far, nobody, I haven't actually faced a Geppetto Hunter yet to do the Geppetto things to me yet. I haven't faced that yet, luckily. But um, uh, because I will both be in awe and in tears at the same time, um, is uh, the, the best combo or the most powerful broken combo I've seen was a rogue that played Myra's and then Nomied me uh, uh, and put a bunch of 6-6s six on the board. Uh, yeah, that that that's what's happened to me so far um all right then well glad to have you back eric mm -hmm. and then uh x Thank as always you. pleasure to spend any time with you um and both of you i love doing this this show especially with you guys you, you guys make it so much more fun um just to remind people um please stay in touch with the eo team you know we have we have a twitter we have instagram we have our own website eternalorbit.gg um, we have our own YouTube channel where you can catch all of the the vodcasts of this show um, are going to be out there eventually. Um, and um, so, yeah, go check that out as well. Um, and, and don't forget, I know we plugged it at the beginning of the episode, uh, but I'm going to do it again because I'm a shameless sellout. We do have our Patreon up about Rudkov's schedule. All of our schedules go up on the Patreon-only posts uh, every week. And just for... One dollar, you have access to all these posts and a lot of other unique content. You go to the Patreon website and you look at Eternal Orbit, which you can see Stormy just did a link to because she's the greatest in the chat. Um, we'll be able to we'll be able to go over that. Or, I mean, we'll be able to go over that. Uh, whatever, insert that happening, words and sentences. Nice. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. And just a, a quick reminder, guys. Um, last week's Friday episode was a special one time just to get all of the cards in for the card review. Um, our normal show time, which you all probably know, but just in case you're listening on the podcast, is um, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, um, right here in my channel on um, twitch.tv uh, twitch forward slash Azrael as it gets. Um, and we will be back again next Wednesday. Um, with a full week of the new meta right here on, on the orbit to talk about um, all kinds of stuff related to that. Uh, Eric will be all up to speed and uh, and be able to, to give us his unbiased perspective now that he's had a little time in the new meta under his belt. Yeah. We get to hear about how many golden whiz bangs he opened. Um, 
<laughs> um, with that, does anybody else have anything else before we uh, before we call it call it a show? Yeah, just real quick, I want to shout out Trips Baby again. Like Trips, a mm. good God friend bless. of mine. He's all Thank over you. all of our streams. He had the most beautiful baby boy over the past weekend. And if you guys didn't see him, uh, see it on Twitter. Go check it out. Like I said, beautiful baby, great dude. Wanted to make sure that we gave the baby at least a little bit of the love it deserved. The baby's going to be a force. I'm not looking forward to facing that baby on ladder in like a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, a month. Come on. It'll, it'll be on a it'll be on a tablet in like week 3. Uh, you know, he he's been triple wild legend for at least 2 months running. Yeah. He's 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 nuts. He's he's absolutely outstanding. I was looking I was I was playing the other day at like, you know, rank 4 and I was looking at him. He's like 24 on <laughs> on the wild ladder. Yeah. I'm just like, "Holy crap. Guy's baller." So all right. Well, everyone, thank you once again to everyone in the chat and anyone listening or watching um, in the VOD or the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it was a pleasure to bring this to you. Our sixth episode is now in the books. Um, Exiles and Rude, uh, Rude Clouds, uh, Exiles Rhythm and Rude Clouds are both uh, members of the Eternal Orbit uh, team, and they're my co-hosts. They're also streamers. Go check them out and follow them as well. You will uh, You will learn a lot from both of them, and they're just entertaining streamers as well. Um, thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you guys next time.